Blog Talk Radio. Oh, I say it, I say it again. You've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let us spread. Run on up. This is what he does. Y'all, I was talking, I was talking, and I didn't even have my mic unmuted. Got to be more careful. Uh, let, me, let me start all over, y'all. Welcome in to Culture Freedom Radio Network, most definitely up in this house. I'm just running my mouth, and the mic was muted. All right, I guess on my uh, talk shoe, I was unmuted. I'm glad I'm, I'm on talk shoe, so y'all have heard me twice. So I guess I'm set again. So uh, peace and thank y'all for tuning in, for tuning in right here to Culture Freedom Radio Network, most definitely up in this house. Indeed, up in this house. Indeed, again, man. How y'all doing? How y'all doing, fam? Yes, sir, indeed. So, man, I was talking, man. I was talking to y'all about the heat and everything, but y'all didn't hear me. On talk shoe, they heard me, so I don't know, man. So I don't want to have to keep it repeating. It is a double up uh, when I play it back on talk shoe. So uh, we're back in this house right here on this Tuesday, man, on this Tuesday afternoon. Like I said, it's feeling pretty good out there. Man, it's not as hot as it has been. But you know what? We're still in the 90 percentile, but we don't have the humidity right here in Memphis. So that's good as long as we don't have the humidity we do we can deal with the rest of it so man hope y'all have a um a pleasant juneteenth weekend uh, y'all been out there to juneteenth y'all get a chance to go out to some of the, the festivities to of juneteenth i didn't get a chance to make it man i didn't get a chance to make it i kind of got sick this weekend man i had um i don't know sinus allergies basically a damn cold because I, I slick caught the fever i slick had a fever and all of that so I didn't get a chance to do none of that, man. I didn't get a chance to go nowhere this this weekend. Uh, when I got out of work Friday, that's why I was at in the house all 
weekend, man, just chilling, chilling, sitting back studying and things of that nature. But it's all good. We open this house right here today. Let's talk about it Tuesday, man. Let's talk about it right here. Open line, final conversations as well, and open discussion uh, topic tonight right here. Uh, good brother Justice in the house with us again. You know, this show is hosted by none other than your brother. That is Brother Aria, also known to you, a.k.a. Brother Sunday Night, and our good brother Justice in this house. And uh, we're going to let Brother Justice man be our leading anchor tonight because y'all know what uh, Brother Sunray really don't have. Nothing on my mind that I really want to present to y'all tonight. Can y'all believe that? Yeah, I know it's a damn summary. Well, you run your mouth. I know you got something you got to say. You run your mouth. You ain't got nothing. Well, and I truly don't, man. I'm telling y'all, because be honestly, be honest. Can I be honest? Can I? Okay, okay. I, I, I it, it, it was Brother Justice, man. Um, again, right there, Brother Justice always, man, making me come on the air, man. Oh, I gotta see about this. What's up with this here, Brother Justice? Always making me come on the air. But yeah, he, <laughs> he wants to do more, man. Cause I, you know, I really wasn't gonna do nothing tonight, man. I really wasn't gonna enthused on coming on. So, but Justice said, man, come on, Brother Sunray. I got something he gonna talk about. So, uh, I'm gonna let the brother come on and he's gonna present some things to us tonight. But right before we do that, right here, I want to tell y'all, man, how y'all can get, man, some good fragrances. If you want to get some good car fresheners and fragrance, incense, uh, books, DVDs, and uh, conscious DVDs and things of that nature, man. Hey, just hit, uh, y'all can hook up my brother, hook up my brother, brother Umar Sharif. Y'all know, uh, formerly had the books down in Jacksonville, uh, Florida. Y'all know I used to advertise all the time for, um, uh, Masjid El Salam. Yes, sir. Masjid El Salam, the brother who actually, uh, helped. Culture Freedom Radio Network to have Sister Sharasa Ali here on the air. I think we interviewed her about three times. So uh, thanks to our good brother Umar Sharif and our brother, uh, uh, what's his brother named? Um, Offensive Forrest Whitaker. Damn, y'all, my bad. <laughs> Scott Whitaker, uh, the doctor man, Scott Whitaker, medicine had that the book. We did an interview with that brother. Uh, thanks to our good brother Umar Sharif. But you go check out, man, the... Um, Brother website, man, is uh, the Tents of Kedar. You spell Kedar, that's K-E-D-A-R. Uh, check our brother out, man, brother, Key, the Tents of Kedar.org. Go to his website. Check him out, man. He gives you some good body oils, uh, incense, uh, the car freshness, man. He got a car freshness that he sent me, man. That black love off the chain, y'all, off the chisane. So I got some of that right there. Uh, like I said, conscious DVDs and uh, things of that nature. But you can check them out right there, man, on his website. There's, you know, www.thetentofkedar.org. And you can also reach him at Sharif Umar uh, to make your orders. You can order uh, at Sharif Umar. 59 at gmail.com. Man, yes, sir. You can do that right there. Uh, you can do call-in orders as well. You can call in and make your orders at area code 904-303-8442. One more time, you like to make some call-in orders and see what he got right there. You can area code that is 904-303-8442. To man, Umar Sharif, man, right down there. Good brother. I've been dealing with body oils, uh, coffee. You can get coffee. You want to sell yourself. He can tell you about that. You can have uh, 
wholesale. They sell car fresheners and uh, DVDs and all of those good things. So check my brother out, man, and get connected right there. So with that said, I want to bring my brother in right here. Let me see. Let me see before I do. Let me get something here. And we're going to bring Brother Justice in, and he's going to lead us off tonight right here with this topic of conversation right here on Culture Freedom Radio Network. Peace to you, brother. Peace, peace. Thanks, peace and love, brother. Summary nine, expressing yes, yourself once again on your platform, Culture Freedom Radio, no, this, a place where this, people I want, come I gotta free their minds. Let me connect you one minute. This is the People's Network, so it ain't mine. I just, you know, navigate through it. So go ahead, brother. It's out. Okay, go ahead. Well, I love how you how you entitle it, um, helping the freedom minds of the people. So that's what I intend to do here tonight. Even if I only can reach one, hopefully we can reach that one because I know you get a lot of listeners or some people who follow you and watch it later and they pick up on it. Like the brother who called in before had been catching up on the shows over the years and had called in that night where that brother had uh, said that (laughs) he thought that slavery was okay and he's glad that it happened and you dismissed him and got rid of him. Uh, well, anyway, I don't want to go too far in detail into that, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. You good? All right. And, um, you know, this Juneteenth weekend, I didn't do any festivities containing to Juneteenth this time. Mm. Now, normally I would, and I there's so much was going on, and during that day, I had already had other things on my plate that I had to handle. So I had a short window of time where I could have went out, but it just wasn't timely this year for me to do it. So I just kind of fell back. And I'm going to talk more about the Juneteenth weekend. But first, I wanted to say that when you had Shaharazad Ali come on, I seen one of those interviews that you did with her. And that was really interesting. I was very impressed that you had her on uh, with her knowledge and wisdom and understanding of men and women and, you know, the behaviors of black women in particular, how she describes how they're, like, dysfunctional and they don't play their role correctly. So always have been impressed with Shahrazad Ali, so... I want to give you a big up on getting her on your show and interviewing her because she's kind of not that easy to get. Yes, and, she and, was on the show, huh? Can I just touch on briefly? You mentioned, and I'm gonna let you take over. You said that, like I said, that's why I had to give thanks to my good brother uh, uh, Umar Sharif. And some people, like somebody was trying to critique us on, on, on YouTube, talking about, man, that host, man, they were asking them old corn-ass questions, man. They, he, you know, they, they could have did a better job than that. But the, the, but the point, see, the people, y'all don't understand. Only reason, the reason that she was even on the show, I, I never would have probably had a Shahrazad like on the show. Y'all know I'm not, I don't really do interviews. I'm not an interviewer. But we was doing it as a favor for our good brother. Uh, and it was is a it was a promotional thing because she was supposed to have been going to Jacksonville, Florida. My brother Umar, like you know, he all, they always had lectures down there. A lot of brothers, man, uh, it always went down there. Steady, a lot of people. So my brother dealt with me like, hey, 
um, and can you do the interview with Celeste to promote her coming down there? So that was actually a promotion, and that's why she really didn't go into it. And see, y'all don't understand, she had already told me what she really wanted to get into. So she wasn't going to go into nothing because it was just to promote what was going down mm-hmm. there. That's like some people have a book. And they got a book coming out. They don't tell y'all what's in the book. They just give you enough for you to be able to buy the book. So that's why certain things we didn't go into because she told me, you know, hey, we just want to do this. And it was all about building up for her to go to Jacksonville. So that's why some people like asking all them questions. And it was just to, you know, highlight her going to Jacksonville. It wasn't a real sound question, you know, answer type thing. No, it wasn't what it was about. So, yeah. So it, both times that she ever came on the show, I think it was three times. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, that's what it was about. It was just promotion. And we and our brother, Scott Whitaker, it was to promote him going to Jacksonville, Florida. So that's why we didn't go into a lot of things like we wanted to, because it was just a build up for those events. So I appreciate that, brother. That's, I just want to throw that out there. So people trying to critique why we didn't do this, why we didn't do that. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you certain things. I don't want to get into that. Like, like Seti, brother Eric tried to get brother Cyrus soon Seti on. He tried to get Bobby Hemi on years ago. Professor Griff. Something happened now. Professor Griff didn't back. I just something I something schedules didn't work out with us to get Professor Griff on. Uh, but Seti, like brother Eric was saying, Seti was like, hey. Uh, now I'm just gonna tell you what Eric said because Eric said it's on the show several times. He didn't. It ain't nothing I'm saying that's different. That even when said he was like, "Hey, don't let the callers get at me," you know, man. Y'all, y'all, you know, you let the callers get at me. Hey, bro, we're gonna have a bad relationship and this hit and so. On. So y'all understand when these interviewers people come on and do it's certain things they will ask you don't get into. Don't ask these type of questions. It's like anything, politicians. Mm-hmm. Ask these type of questions. They will give you some of the questions sometimes to just ask this, like you know, the politicians, the people. Just ask these questions. So y'all have to understand that <clears throat> when we when people do interviews, you know, sometimes you can't get into what you want to get into. They'll tell you what they want to get into. But I just want to throw that's that out. That's because they're not free. They're not free all the way. Yeah, so appreciate that. But that's you why know. we didn't, you know, some people trying to critique. I just want to throw that out because I, 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 I really wanted to say that a long time ago, but I'm glad you brought it up. But go ahead and do your thing, brother. Yeah, bring it up and tell us about what some things you was talking about, the, the Joan Tate, brother. All right, so here in my city, we had an outbreak of violence, and it had nothing to do with Juneteenth. It just happened to do that it fell on that weekend because every weekend is a violent weekend. Mm-hmm. So particularly the, particularly this year, um, we had some very aligned things to happen. So we had a national holiday now in place along with the first day of summer kicking in and then you get Father's Day all on the same weekend and so that's just people going to be hanging out drinking having fun celebrating or whatever it is because it's the weekend they got the Father's Day and you know, for fathers, it's not that big a deal for us because we don't really get too many uh, material things that we would like anyway. We might get a tie or some socks or something, but other than that, you don't get nothing like women get. They might get some diamonds or something just because it's Mother's Day or might get some kind of uh, fabulous, fantastic gift. So, but fathers, we don't, we, we really don't get none of that stuff. So at any rate, this weekend, 
I have been talking to different people that I know in different cities and across the country. I talked to my best friend in Detroit, and he told me several incidents of violence that sprung out over the weekend that had people left dead and shot, wounded and maimed, you know, in different parts of the city, just like here. A lot of youth being involved in these gruesome acts of, you know, just terrible decisions to make to pull your gun out and jump out the car and aim it and shoot people. And, you know, you got some kind of beef and you think this is some kind of movie. You live in your life like a movie. So all of this has been ramped up. They said across the country, 8,700 people have been murdered in the streets this year. And we ain't even into the seventh month yet. So that's... Mm. So, you know, if you double that, we're going to have 16,000 murders in one year when that number used to average about 8,000 across the country in a year from being, you know, killed by guns and stuff. So the numbers in my city are off the hook. Here we are, the 173rd day of the year. 173rd day of the year. We have 260 people murdered in this city. So those numbers are up 30% from last year. So the same thing's happening in Atlanta and in Cleveland, Ohio, Chicago. it's, It's it's big in Houston. Memphis. Okay. Um, different parts of Ohio and other places now that never really had a whole lot of violence or a lot of shootings, but now they are having them. These mass shootings are taking place at an astronomical rate. It's been over 276 mass shootings this year in the country. That means more than four people killed in a, in a scene. So four or more people killed, they consider that a mass shooting. So if you get four people killed and 12 others were shot, that's 16 people with some injuries. That didn't, you know, there's more people who get shot and survive being shot that that actually die from being shot. So on the numbers of people who have been killed in this city, which is 260, that means that there has been over 900 people shot. So there's over 900 shootings happen and 260 people been killed. Other people are wounded. Some of them still have the bullets in them because if they remove them, they could do something detrimental to them, like paralyze them, 
or make them have an injury that would cause their brain to, because a lot of people get shot in the head and survive. It's, it's, it's miraculous. There's people right now that I know and I see that have been shot in their head around. Young brother I know named Kenny. He was shot in his head 15 years ago. He survived it. He still walks around. He still gets around. He still he don't have crutches or anything, but you can still see that injury from the surgery and the bullet wound that went in his skull cap or went through it somehow. And he was he managed to live and to, to uh survive and to continue living. But he was caught up in that young life of uh hanging out selling drugs on the corner and all this and talking loud, being trying to be bad. And he, you know, he's not the biggest guy, but he had kind of a big mouth. And I know a lot of people the same way, like the brother that was worse with a mouth, would talk a lot of crazy stuff. And then they end up getting shot all up, and they still living in a wheelchair every day with the – barely can use the electric thing to make it move, to make their wheelchair move. Can't hardly move his his body or his neck much. Only thing operable is from his neck up and his hand a little bit. We've got a little movement where he can move over to hit the little electric switch to move the wheelchair a little bit. But he still needs assistance with that. But this dude used to be young. He used to have a – he just life seemed to be like, you know, he loved, seemed like he loved living, but he had a big mouth. He talked a lot of stuff, and somebody probably, you know, he met his match. Mm-hmm. I know so many people who've been shot and killed. I know so many incidents that happened that people who, like I say, still alive, but they were shot eight or nine times. I know a lot of people. Because I'm in this city right here. This is, this, is where it, this is where it's happening at. And I'll be in the street. I know people. I hustle in the street. And I do what I do. I run across people. I done lost 500 people I used to know in, the, in these streets. 500 or more. Probably more because I don't, and didn't know about the other ones. Well, I knew a lot of people that did not make it because to live in that lifestyle, toting a gun or selling drugs or doing something to jeopardize their life and their freedom and their family and everything else. So, like I said, I was checking around in different cities. It was off the hook a couple of days ago in California where these kids were so-called celebrating Juneteenth and he all out in the street and they get in and they race kind of cars and, and doing donuts in the street and somebody's car hit somebody and somebody got mad and came up and 
shot that person up because they was wilding out and they hit somebody. And then in another city, same thing. To celebrate, they want to do wild things like drag racing, doing donuts, doing all kind of dangerous acts, even on your motorcycles and all that. They just kind of careless and reckless, but most of the time when they're on the motorcycles and dirt bikes and, and them three-wheelers and all that, they usually very rarely have any incidents. I'm like, that's how good they are actually operating those vehicles. They're not that bad at operating them. Very rarely some kind of incident that happened where somebody even fall off from doing a wheelie. That that's very very rare to see anybody fall from doing a wheelie, and they it, it can be riding with three or four people right close to them. Somebody can be right in front of them. They could be doing a wheelie. They somehow they can make sure they not gonna hit nobody. I very rarely see anybody fall or anything happen. Those kids are great on them bikes and stuff. It's just unfortunate they ain't cut out a spot for them to go and ride the things. Because in this city, they um they trying to well they just passed some bill last week in the city council to be able to take their bikes and stuff from them. Because they ride in the city those dirt bikes in mass groups. It could be anywhere from ten to five hundred or more people riding together. And they if they want to, they will shut down a whole side of the city with those dirt bikes. Because somehow they get on the internet or they you know how they get on whatever it is, Instagram and get to each other and say, Look, we ride and everybody meet up in such and such a spot. It was a thousand bikes down on Spring Garden last week. A thousand bikes. And an incident happened because in the thousand bikes, somebody noticed somebody that had somebody else's bike and they was riding and doing willies and hanging out like nothing. The person who found out that this dude was on his bike, they all riders, so they knew, hey, that's dude, he got your bike. So they, somebody caught up with the dude while they was all just chilling. Everybody was all congregated near the gas station or in the gas station and around it. It was a thousand of them. And the incident happened where the person who was accused of stealing that bike and was riding with the group, the person confronted him to get his bike and didn't even ask any questions, just shot the dude in the head twice. And that was all on the news, all on the news. Happened to be a Puerto Rican kid, 21 years old, and said he stole somebody's bike. And they retaliated and killed him because he stole a bike. And he all out there riding, joy riding with everybody else. I was on the corner the other day, went to the store, and this young brother who knew me since he was a young brother, he said, I remember you, man, I was this high. He pointed down towards his knee. And 
I said, that's cool, man. He said, man, yo, man, you know my brother? I said, what are you talking about, Dante? He was like, yeah, man. I was like, what, what's going on? What, what happened? He said, well, they killed him last night. I was like, what? I was like, oh, come on, man. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Like, what what happened? He's like, yeah, down North Philly, they um, they they shot him in his head twice. And I just was like, yeah, I was like, I didn't even know what to say to my brother. I gave him a hug, man. I was like, yo, bro, I'm so sorry, man. Like, the you know, I you know, I I I know you you're young. I mean, I, his brother was older, so he's like 24. So the young brother that was talking to me was about 21. So, I said, I'm sorry to hear that, man. And, you know, just, I said, you know, I'm just, I just didn't have too many words, but I was just trying to tell him to keep his head up, man, and just stay away from where, where that happened at and don't be around and just stay on this side and don't be around over there in case there's some kind of crazy stuff and they're looking for some kind of retaliation or something and you get get all involved. I'm like, just stay away from it all. He's like, I am, I am. And uh, I was like, man, good seeing you, but I'm sorry to hear that, but. That's all we hear every day here because I walk out the door. It's early Sunday morning. It's like 9, 9.30. I go down the street to the store. There's a crime scene tape half the block long. I'm like, what's going on? It's only 9.30 in the morning. People are already shot and killed somebody. Like, the mindset out here is evil and is not normal. It's an abnormal way of thinking because we are reflecting Hollywood. We're not the norms of every man in the same boat. And we all need to, you know, give each other the same opportunity and be play it fair for each other. Like each one doesn't want for each other. We should want for ourselves and we should try to look out for each other. So it's a mindset out here that's created from uh, violence that is perpetuated in our heads through the programming that's being done to our mind by the format in which we watch the entertainment that stimulates us in a way to make us think in a vicious way. Because these acts that I've been witnessing have been extremely vicious. Somebody told me the kid got shot 16 times and 11 times in his head and face. 11 in the head and face and he got shot 16 times. What kind of gun is he? What, what, it was 50, it was like 40 bullets around the crime scene. So they had to use some kind of Uzi, some kind of automatic weapon that sprayed a whole lot of bullets. Like, what is going on? We got 8,700 murders in, in America, and when they had the Iraq War, they only lost 3,000 people in like four or five years. That's 3,000 people in four or five years. We're talking about one half of a year here. We done lost 8,000 people in our own country from senseless acts of violence, mostly. Hmm. 
mostly. It's a mindset. It's a mentality that we have inherited from Satan himself to behave in such a way that creates this this place where hell is is created. This is this is what you living in hell. Because this is what the devil was putting out here for us to have. They don't want us to have no sense of happiness and joy and peace and love and tranquility and harmony and brotherly love and sisterly affection with one another. That's not what the devil wants at all. The devil got our minds, like you texted me earlier, the devil got our minds. But there's good news. (laughs) All right. So it's always words because that the first thing given by the creator in the universe was word. W-O-R-D. And the word was good. So we have to use and utilize good words and use the principles of righteousness in order to affect change for what we want to see in the world. So I talked to people before Sunray, and I said, pull up your pants, or I said, say, bro, you shouldn't disrespect yourself like that, you know, because um, it sets a bad image for the black man to have. And then you're disrespecting your elders, and you're disrespecting the children, but most of all, you're disrespecting yourself because you're allowing your private parts and stuff like that to be exposed, and that's self-disrespect. So he said, wow, bro, you never, you know, I never heard nobody tell me nothing before. Uh, Nobody ever told me anything, actually. He said, that sounds real good, man. Like, I wish more old heads would, would, would reach out and talk to us or talk to me so I can learn some things. Because where I'm from, don't nobody say nothing positive. So a lot of times in an environment, it is so, so dysfunctional and so ignorant. The whole everything around this situation stinks. For you to have a developing young mind trying to grow and trying to have understanding and intelligence, and all he receives is the wrong backwards messages all day, every day. Never, ever, nobody told the boy, do nothing the right way, ever. That is a reality here today in America and has been for quite a while. Because the first key was to dumb them down. Then the next thing was to water them down from their culture. So we had our roots. And and the way in which you lose your culture is if you're not connected to your roots anymore. So now you lose your heritage. You lose your, your blackness and... You, you you lose your whole culture because you don't have your roots anymore. So now you've been rerooted and in an artificial environment of 
your natural being into something else that you operating from an artificial place that doesn't really work for you, but you making it work the best you can because this is all you know. You don't know anything else. This is all you know. This has been your education. Violence and to do people dirty and to cheat and to lie and to steal and if I have to, kill. That's what the the food has been. That's the food. That's the food. That's what they want. That's what they've been bombarded with. To that has become their food. They haven't had much of a different choice or alternatives. So if they don't get that type of food, they don't want to eat. So that's what's going on. The mind have been uh, have been infiltrated because they've caused you to come away from who you are, your culture, your ancestral roots, your heritage, the, the moral uh, fabric that we had as a race first people and uh, to make sure we uphold our family's name and not to embarrass our family's name or our race. There's nothing there anymore like that. In this modern society that we live in, they've taken away our culture, and now we have a bad culture, of American culture that is not our culture, naturally, because the music doesn't apply the right, beat when we listen to it doesn't have the right tone and the vibe of the beat and the tone is evil when it goes through your body it's ignorant when it goes through your body it's it's rude it's obnoxious it's it's it's, it's destroying you inside because it's the wrong it's the wrong beat the wrong vibration for your spirit. And so this enhances the idea of not having love for anybody and only think about yourself and don't even really value yourself and don't even really care if you live or die. So I don't care if somebody else live or die and you would challenge someone else to a duel because you don't really care if you live or die. You don't have any love for yourself. So it's easy for you to kill somebody else because you don't really want to live anyway because somehow they got you to hate yourself. You've been duped. You've been bamboozled. You've been hoodwinked. Been led astray. This is what you've got to understand and come to grips with, that this is a reality. This has happened. You've been led astray with these false images of fine examples of young rappers, you've been led astray. Your favorite actors in the movies that only get in movies that promote senseless murders in every movie, you've been led astray. Because you become part of that actor. You become part of that rapper. He becomes part of you. 
going into your spirit and your soul. Whether you run out and kill somebody or not, you still got that trait in you that if, if possible you could because you allowed that to enter into your spirit in the first place. So we need to protect our spirits from negative entities that try to enter inside and control your thinking. Don't allow it. Anytime anything happens with something that's trying to make you think other than your natural black mind, the way in which God made it, and to go and think that, oh, well, I should do something adversary to everything that all the people who came before me did. Now it's okay for me to do such and such, so and so, this and that. And nobody ever, ever did that in the last 150, 200 years as a black man or woman. Now you want to normalize something. That's wrong, man. That's not in keeping with the truth. That's going against the grain. And it's detrimental to us as a people. You might take a risk. You might go and do this thing and get away with it. But in the long run, you're going to be held accountable by the one who gave you the spirit and gave you your body and your mind and your your conduit, the mechanism that you have, that that life that you have. There's something that's greater than you that gave you the ability to live. And you will have to answer to that magnificent force that will deal with you at the time that is when it's time for you to deal with that. It's the time of the uh, of the judgment of your spirit and your soul. So I wanted to play a clip. If you got the clip summary of one of these incidents or two that happened across the country and maybe the one in Philly and the one in California, something like that. Uh, let me pull up one of them right fast. I did have one. Okay, let me switch over my YouTube. Uh, I switched over to different channels. All right. I got the first. I do have the first one you sent me. Let me see here. Let me pull my history up right fast. Okay, this is the one in Charlottesville. People, okay. how was that breaking news at 6 a.m.? Can you hear it first of all? Did you, did yeah, you I hear you. Okay, I'm going to Yeah, I hear you. And we begin with that breaking news at 6 a.m. Police investigating a deadly shooting in North Charlotte. It happened late last night on Beatty's Ford Road, Carolyn. And we want to get out to Richard Devane, who has been on the scene all morning long for us here on Wake Up Charlotte. So, Richard, what can you tell us about what happened out there? Yeah, a shooting has uh, caused police to actually, in the last few seconds, I can tell you, they're actually going to shut down Beatty's Ford Road, which, which could probably be for much of the morning. It'll be shut down all the way from Dr. Weber Drive to LaSalle Street. So if you're coming to Beatty's Ford Road, if you have to do business over here, to be advised that that's, this portion of Beatty's Ford Road will be shut down. Because it seems, seems like this, they still have to process all of these markers. This is just one of the locations. There are literally a dozen or so locations as Ruben pans you can see on this side of the street these are these are shell casings 
On the other side of the street, shell casings, police have crime scene investigators have a lot of work. Actually, some of them are over there processing another area. All of this after what was to be a celebration, a Juneteenth celebration entering its third day turned very violent and very deadly. Now we can tell you that it has all happened last night at, um, when police say all of a sudden people were in the middle of the street doing donuts, which has happened the first couple of days. That's driving around real, real uh, loud and doing wheelies in the street, so to speak. And then all of a sudden someone was hit. We don't know who was hit, but someone was hit by a car just as medic arrived. That's when shots started ringing out. I think we have some video that we're looking at. This caused a chaotic scene. Everyone started running, trying to go for cover. We have heard from friends and family members of at least three people who said that they have loved ones who were killed in this terrible tragedy. We actually spoke to a man who witnessed most of it. Here's what he had to say. Man, to be honest, it had to be over maybe 15 to maybe 20 people shooting. The shots was coming from the left, the right, the front, the back. They was just coming from everywhere, every which way. Nobody know which way to go, which way to run, which way to duck. Yeah, and he says just after he told us that, he said that he actually saw one of the victims, a young woman, fall into the street, and he tried to get to her. He said shots were ringing out from everywhere, even over his shoulders, so he didn't know where to run. He just ducked down for cover, and, of course, he says that he saw what happened to her tragically. Of course, police are still investigating. They have yet to release any information on the victims, although we've spoken to a number of family and friends of the victim. We will wait until we get that information, but they're telling us at least three people have lost their life in this incident. At least more than a half dozen others have seriously injured in this, and we'll get updates throughout the morning and continue bringing them to you. But of course, right now, the most important thing to remember is the fact that uh, Betty's Ford Road from Dr. Weber Drive all the way to LaSalle will be closed probably all day as they process this massive scene of uh, shell casings and, of course, broken lives. We're here in Charlotte. We'll send it back to you. And Richard, as you were talking just moments ago, uh, an update into my inbox from CMPD. Uh, as of right now, and we know this is fluid information and this is going to change probably throughout the course of the morning, but they're confirming two victims uh, deceased from gunshot wounds, seven victims hospitalized with gunshot wounds. So seven people and then five people, five injured uh, from being hit by cars there uh, at the scene. So, again, though, I want to caution for folks at home that, that those numbers are likely to change, but that gives you some some indication of of what they're working with out there. All right, Richard, we'll check back in with you coming up uh, in in just a few minutes. Wow. And, uh, okay, and just as later, I want to pull up that one. I want to, Alpha Male, we got Alpha Male on the line, too. Just, I want to pull up that one right fast about you, you, because you talked about right fast, um, let me see, the 10 cities, at least 10 cities report mass shootings over the weekend. Weekend, between Friday and Sunday, at least 10 cities reported mass shootings. Those are shootings with four or more victims. Several of those cities saw gunfire more than once. NBC News correspondent Kathy Park joins us now. And Kathy, I want to start by asking you about two of the shootings that really made a lot of headlines over the weekend. The first in Austin on Saturday turned fatal. What more can you tell us about that one? Hey, Joe, good morning to you. Yeah, it certainly was a violent weekend in Austin. In total, 14 people were shot. And we just learned over the weekend that a 25-year-old 
Arnold uh, died from his injuries. And according to police in Austin, the shooting happened early Saturday morning in a very uh, busy entertainment district in downtown Austin. Lots of bars and restaurants. In fact, since things are back open, uh, they were seeing pre-pandemic crowds. So lots of people were in the area at the time when shots rang out. And uh, but fortunately, officers were already in the area, so they were able to react quickly and help uh, the wounded. In fact, some of them were actually able to pull uh, some of the victims into their own police cars and then transport them to the hospital. Uh, right now, we know that one suspect is in custody, a juvenile. Meanwhile, another suspect is at large. And as far as what may have sparked this violence, uh, officials are saying that this was a dispute between two parties. Joe? And Kathy, right before the Austin shooting, there was one in Savannah, Georgia, Friday night. Some of the victims were children. What are we learning about that incident? Yeah, another uh, very sad and tragic uh, event in Savannah, Georgia. This one happened on Friday night, and those victims range in age from 13 months to 33 years old. And this situation was a little bit different because it happened in a residential area. And we we're told uh, from law enforcement there that uh, there was a car that drove by uh, some of these apartment complexes. And there were several people outside of one of the homes, and then someone in that vehicle began uh, firing at this crowd and uh, they uncovered 60 shell casings just to show you how many shots rang out uh, into the crowd and um, we know that seven people were shot one person was killed and the police chief said that they are investigating this incident possibly seeing any sort of connection with another shooting that happened just a couple days prior take a listen we were out there on Tuesday night. No one would talk to us. We went back out on Wednesday, uh, sent detectives out in plain clothes. Still, nobody would provide any information to us. Two days later, we end up with a mass shooting at the same location. And the chief noted that this was no coincidence, and he's asking witnesses to step forward with any sort of information. And right now, they still don't have any suspects. Kathy, yeah. nationwide, when it comes to gun violence, 2021 is off to a horrible start in the first half of the year. Can you put it all into context for us? Yeah, Joe, I mean, gun violence has been creeping up pretty much all across the country. And we, we've been taking a closer look at numbers provided by uh, the Gun Violence Archive. And approximately 270 mass shootings, that's how much they have recorded so far this year. And when you compare stats from this time uh, last year to, to now, uh, mass shootings are up 40% and then 65% higher than 2019. And also worth noting, um, so far this year, 8,700 people have died due to gun violence. So, Kathy, what are we seeing enforcement do to try and curb the violence? It really depends on the community and, and who you ask. Um, for example, in, in Austin, Texas, obviously, uh, this latest uh, this latest uh, shooting, this mass shooting, uh, prompted the conversation once again about what to do next. In fact, uh, gun violence has gone up over the past several years. So a uh, violence prevention uh, office has been created as of last summer. So they plan on uh, beefing up support there. And then in Savannah, Georgia, they plan on taking more of a, a community-based support. And they plan on having a community forum to discuss what happened over the weekend, Joe. All right, Kathy Park. Thank you so much, Kathy. Well, right. Hey, NBC News. Let me stop that. Let me stop that. Okay, we're going to bring Alpha Male in here.
Uh, peace to you, brother Alpha Male. Peace to you. Hey, hey, peace, family. What's, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, you got it, fam. You got it. Right. What's, up, brother? Je- what's up, brother Jeff? Brother Alpha Male, my main man. What's happening, man? What you got for us uh, tonight? Uh, it's all good. No, actually, I'm just listening. Uh, you on a good roll there. I didn't want to break that up. Yes, oh, sir. That, he's, the, he's the leading anchor tonight, brother uh, Alpha Male. <laughs> that, that, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yes, sir. Well, you pay me this great salary now, so I thought that I must. I got to come in the house and do a good job. So I'm getting ninety thousand a year now. You know, so it's imaginary so money, but it's good though. It really feels good. Yeah, we waiting on Joe to sign off on it. Waiting on Joe to sign off on it so I can pay you. <laughs> Good, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Go well, on, buy me a invisible Lamborghini in a minute. Yes, sir. <laughs> man, man this, but that is wild, man. Damn, there's all this this violence, man. Damn, this is crazy. Man. Yeah, you know, you know, it's like okay, it's a abundance of young people who are packing and being that um i still have youth in me and all like that i kind of hang out a little bit on the court and kind of in the hood so i pick up on conversations i hear different things and a lot of the young ones seem to all be packing storing heat holding the heat and they 15, 16, 17, 18, and it seemed like everybody want to have one. And then when something happened, it seems like from the music, because of it was suggested, this is what something, this is what you do if you get disrespected this way, you go and you kill them. <laughs> it don't have sometimes nothing to do with anything other than some words or some type of a so-called disrespect. It has sometimes never to do with money. A lot of times it's over girls. Sometimes a lot of times it's over territory. And then a lot of other times is it's like um, playing Russian roulette with your life where a badass meets another badass at a certain crossroad, and they challenge each other to take 12 paces and turn around, and they do it. It's amazing because they do that. They actually do do what I just said because they know they got the heat on them, they feel in some kind of way because they high and they feel with their attitude and arrogance and intimidate. They want to intimidate somebody because they know they can do something to them if they say something wrong. And then two people who got the same attitude meet and they challenge each other in a certain way with the disrespectful way of talking to each other. And next thing you know, the guns ring out. The shots ring out. And somebody end up 
running away from it. A lot of times they run away from it, shot, but they shot that other guy, and he laying there dying and dead. Meanwhile, this other guy end up at the hospital somewhere, not explaining himself so well, even though he got a gun wound or two, and he's not going to tell nobody what happened, even after the police come and interview him. He make up some story. This happens all day, every day, type of incidents where these young men come up against each other and challenge each other and end up, a lot of times they just see somebody that they got to get or they want to get at, and they see them go inside the Chinese food store, and that's a trap. Because once you go in there, ain't no way to get out. It's only a one way in, one way out. And they come in there. Sometimes they they know the person that they come in there to get them, and they just shoot them, not giving him any kind of chance at all. Because that's what they intended to do. So there's been so many incidents in my head that I have in my mind that I could share a few because I just know where I'm going to remember them all. been times when I heard somebody say to another guy, what's his name around the corner? Go and handle that and don't miss. And he'd say, all right. And then he'd say, I'm sure going to miss what's his name. Then he'd go and do that. And then in a couple days or the next day, there's this huge mural on the block. It's huge, um, 100, 120 people out just memorializing this young brother who was a good young brother who never heard him raise his voice and nobody always had a cool uh, disposition about him. So had a little young son. This was about seven or eight. And he was there after his father been murdered. <clears throat> All these people out here. And then actually the the person who did it comes up and hugs the young son of the person he did it to. Like, sorry that happened, whatever, you know, and gives the little young boy a hug. And he the one that did it. It's amazing. There's thousands of killers walking these streets in Philadelphia that have gotten away with murder, continuing to get away with it because there's a greater chance of you getting away with murder here in Philly than getting caught for your crime. So 10 people get shot if they black. You might get one solved crime out of those 10. But if it's a white person that gets shot, that crime gets solved within four days. The last time it was in, within two days when a black when a white person was killed by a black man several months back, they caught that guy in two days. 
But the black person who gets killed by another black, despite all the cameras everywhere, they never seem to apprehend a suspect in the killing of a black man or or a woman here in Philly. And it's been a lot of black women got killed here in Philly this year and last year. Just like a man, they've been murdered, just shot like they was a man. Shot just like they was a man. Uh, so. I was wondering uh, if Alpha Mel can ask. I wanted to. Teach, I'm gonna ask him this no question. Now, he's a smart brother. He might know, brother Alpha Mel. Where are yes, these sir. guns coming from, and how are they hitting the streets of these kids, and how are they getting all these guns? Ah, that's a tough one because there's two situations going on. You know uh, the gun buyback program? Mm. You, you know you know all those guns that they buy back end up missing? Wow. So somebody's handing somebody's handing those guns out the back door. Yes, sir. So so, so they're they're being supplied with them. That's how a gun that was used in a murder, homicide, or whatever you want to call it, ends up back on the street again. It's it's not coincidence. I mean, that's big money, you know. I mean, you got a trash can full of guns, and, uh, you know, young bucks run around with a pocket full of money, which, you know, that's what they do. And brothers, don't y'all know just here in Memphis uh, last week, right? No, it was inside job. But one of the best pro shops here in Memphis, somebody hit uh, a gun truck and stole it. I forgot how many guns they stole, but they, they it just so happened there was a gun truck sitting outside Bass Pro Shop, right? And somebody knocked the truck off and got away with so many guns. Now, what a coincidence. They knew what a damn, which truck was sitting there with the guns in it. Well, did you hear about the... Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm thinking... Yeah. Uh, so, of course, like I said, we've been bamboozled and all that. And the plan was to corrupt our music because our music was helping us to stay together and see the light and still have love for ourselves and each other throughout all the bad times that we was going through. And that kept us together. A lot of times you could go play some good music and it'll make you feel better whatever you was going through. No matter what it was. And even still, it still can do that. But their music today doesn't have that ability. It doesn't have that antidote. It doesn't have that remedy. It doesn't have those spices to eradicate negativity in your mind that will create an idea for you to go out and kill somebody that looks just like you. So they came up with a way of 
making our music turn into a killing machine, something that makes us want to kill each other all the time. So that would be to say, all right, we won't give them any uh, boundaries except for they can't talk about gay people or Jewish people. Mm -hmm. You can talk about anybody else you want. So we mostly don't police our music to say, look, that don't say that. That don't sound right. That don't sound uh, respectful. And um, it doesn't make you uh, sound like you have good character by saying stuff like that. We never check any of the youngsters for what they say or do or suggest in the song. And that's our downfall because they believe that they're grown at 15 years old now because they've been allowed to say anything they want in the rap. So these 15-year-olds behave like they think they're adults and they can say anything derogatory and use all kind of profane language, which gives them a pass as into an adulthood because they can use the worst kind of language and have some success with it amongst their peers. So the music has to be given boundaries again to things that we as a people should not want to hear collectively over the airwaves. And we should frown on it even if it's done in a personal thing where it's just derogatory and negative and it doesn't promote anything positive. We shouldn't even really mess around with that because there's enough of that already in the world. Enough of that music's already been made. So to counter the negative music, you've got to change it up and do some positive music because I know and I've heard rappers in the street who actually can do the old school rap, but they was young, like 18 years old, but rap with the old beat and was saying young stuff. And it was sounding phenomenal. And I said, I want to sign y'all <laughs> because they, they got it. They actually got it. They used the old school beat, but they were saying up-to-date things. They were saying things that teenagers say, but they were on the right beat. So it didn't come off where it it seemed like they were um, coming off at you in a way where it was like trying to intimidate you or it was like over-arrogant or, you know, uh, something where, it was um, trying to be disrespectful or nothing. It was all verbs and nouns and adjectives and just flow and cadence and, you know, hip-hop for real. So that's what's wrong. We're not on that beat. And this music is destroying the spirit of black people should not be dealing with this vibration going through their body along with the lyrics that are associated with it. Mm-hmm. Both of those together are bad makeups for bad outcomes because you got little kids twerking, little girls just twerking, little boys thinking they girls is twerking. 
they they six, five, seven, eight, they you're a boy, you shouldn't even be dancing like that. But this music allows and makes you break all the rules of any kind of um male thing that you have. You're supposed to men supposed to do this, women supposed to do that. This music allows you to break all the rules of everything. So now you boys can do anything. You can wear pink. Girls can dress with baggy clothes and look like boys. And it's the music allows for no rules. You can do and say anything. And this is all wrong. And this is the reason why we're out of control. There's no policing or control over what we put on the airways and out in, uh, on the CDs and over the music platforms that they get their music from. It's not nothing to 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 say, man. That is so so negative. What this rapper just said, and I was listening to some of the younger raps today earlier, and a lot of that stuff is just too negative. It's too vulgar. It's like if you're our mother, my mother and father, or your mother and father, our from our mother and father were to hear that, we they would they would probably cuss us out for saying it on the radio and, and uh disrespecting um being associated with our family like that. Like we well, don't be putting nothing out like that. You don't be saying that. You know, if you don't have nobody to say nothing to these children when they dead wrong completely wrong. There's no way in the song you should be saying how many type of ways you can kill somebody. There's no way you should be using the N-word 20 times or more in a song or 10 times or more in a one song. All this stuff that's ignorant and negative. We're not checking it. We're not, and I'm surprised that the old school hip-hop, the, the gods, they're not saying anything. They're not stepping up. They don't seem to care. They know that this is all wrong, too. They're afraid to speak up and say something. They know how this is, this, where this went wrong and how this is wrong and why this is wrong, but none of them is stepping up and saying anything. Mm-hmm. And they know I'm right. And, Justice, I want to I wanna throw a little caveat into it. I want to throw a, a twist to it, I guess a twist. Now, I, I agree that some of it is being influenced. I totally agree with that. But I really want to throw this out and ask. Because, like, we're saying that we are not saying anything. We have to control it, and I do agree. But I really want to know is how much is it that these people, like, people are doing in this music is what they desire to do anyway. It's not that they're fully being controlled and making you do this. It's some things that's being done because this is what they truly desire to do in the first place. It's just now, it's just like, you know, like they talk about in the homosexual community. That they've been talking about, oh, man, now, oh, man, I'm so glad we don't have to hide anymore. Now we don't have to be in the closet. Now we can truly be free now. Wow. It's like they had to try to hide it, masquerade it at first. But now with all of this acceptance, the Obama and all of these have made it federal law and gave them so much. Now they don't truly have to hide who they are anymore. So with now with a lot of this, it's just who people truly are them, themselves, naturally. It's not that that everything is 
somebody making them do this is now everybody's just showing who they truly are. It's just like when the person gets full of alcohol. They tell their true feelings. That alcohol gives them that what they call that liquid courage. It, it it really you find out who this person truly is now when they get full of liquor or whatever the hell they get into. So some of this stuff, man, is 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 reading a lot of people not saying nothing and not say um putting out because this is what they truly desired in the first place. I remember even, in, in, and I, I got to go here for a minute, even in the Bible, some part, it says, man, and it's, it's in the New Testament now. I say in the New Testament, it says in the book of James that God is not one to tempt anybody. Man is led away through his own desires, through his own desires. And I remember even some part in, in, in the thing of Islam, I have a book talk about the uh, religion of Islam, and it talks about we have a, and even when you go and look at in the book of Genesis, talking about the good and evil and the tree, it's certain things that we talk about that we are built with certain natures, a lower nature and a higher nature. And certain things, man, and that's why even you get the kundalini and all of this stuff, when you understand it, they talk about your base level and your, your, your crown chakras and stuff. A lot of things that we, this is certain things that we, we, we truly want to vibrate on these things. It's not that nobody have to make you or it's that certain desire you, some people want this. So all of this, this music, this how that some people just truly want to be. It's like even when they say, man, there's there's a, there's two seeds, a serpent seed and God seed, and it said they're gonna be in conflict with each other. They're gonna he said I'm gonna put enmity between the serpent seed and the woman seed. So it's like man, a lot of these people, just certain people, just just they, they nature, man, it's just the nature of the beast. That's what they say, it's the nature of the beast. Whether we look at it as the black man and see, that's what we got to get out of, man. I got, to, I got to tell the goddamn truth, man. We got to stop looking at just because this is a black, so-called black individual, like black folks are all so freaking righteous. I'm trying to work on my curse words, y'all, my profanity. Like, we got to stop that. You look throughout history, you never find where all black folks have so-called been got to get righteous. So we, what? How do we feel today? And it's just some people, man, just devils, just wicked by goddamn nature. It is what it is. So a lot of things we, you know, reading people not saying nothing because they glad this, this, this is how they really want to be. This is how they really want to be. That's why they really want to, to the point now, they glad that they like, hey, man, you can't talk about religion or, or talk about God. I'm glad. I like being devilish, man, and I love doing this. It's just certain things people are just led away by their own desire. This is how they want to be. They, 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 this, it ain't just the homosexual community that's out in the opening now. It's just a lot of different, different shit that everybody want to be out in the opening. Everybody out in the opening, they just want to do what they want to do. That's why you really can't tell them to do shit. That's why even when our parents tried to tell us something when we were young, that's why I said everybody is their own individual. Your mother, your father can give you all the best of morals it is in the book, all the proper home training. But you as an individual, what happened? You wanted to do what you wanted to do because you're your own individual self. You were led away by your own desire, something in you desire to do this. Let me do this. This is what I want to do. Until maybe they desire burn out. That's like that's why they talk about even when a person dies, right? A person passed away, and they talk about how their spirit lingers here in this uh, this realm or dimension. And they said until that desire burn out, 
then they pass over. They can truly pass over, but their desire has to burn out. So it's a lot. Not trying to give leeway and trying to make excuses for the music. You know, I know I, I, I can't stand it. But it's just a lot of things we've got to look at it as it truly freaking is, man. It's a lot of these people, man. They they love this shit. It's no matter what we can say, no matter how much we can preach this, the righteous, the right, the right, the right, the right, they would continue to do wrong, the wrong, the wrong, until their desire for them burns out. Until they decide for themselves, I don't want this no more. Some will never do it. That's why I remember even Dr. York said agreeable and disagreeable. Some people are just disagreeable by freaking nature. It is what it is. I don't give a fuck if it's the white man, the black man, the turquoise man, whoever fucking man. They just disagreeable by nature. So they love it right now. This is this is their rim. This is their playground. This is their time. And I just throw out something right fast and I'm going to shut up. Even when, when you go in the book of Revelation, and I know I'm going New Testament for a minute. The New Testament says that the beast was locked away for a while. You know, we talked about in our community, we always preach righteousness and, and, and holiness for a minute. But then it said, even in the time that the beast is going to be led from the pits and rule on the, on, on the, on the planet for a while. There was a, there was a television show called Lucifer. I peeped this out when this started coming on. I was like, hmm, it's interesting. This movie Lucifer came out. And it showed how this movie in the television show, Lucifer, and it showed how because the Bible even talked about how he was going to be loose for the pit, uh, out of the pits and roam the earth, you know, deceive the whole planet. He's going to pretend he's man's best friend. He's going to do all this shit, and they're going to look for And even in a television show, if y'all ever watched that television show, Lucifer, that was exactly He joined the police department, helping them so-called solve crimes and everything. He, oh, man, he was everybody's friend. And that's exactly what's happening. Like go back right fast. Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I remember Honorable Elijah Muhammad. This was when I first ever heard these scriptures being brought out. And it was about Honorable Elijah Muhammad. It's several two things right here. In the book of Revelation, the book uh, uh, 18, right? Because we're living in Babylon. This is Babylon. And you understand what Babylon, the land of confusion. And what are we looking at today? We're in a land of a confusion. You don't, people don't understand again. We always knew about gender. We knew with science now. They always tell us about the science. I listen to Dr. Fauci, them in the goddamn science with coronavirus. But like I said before, now we can't tell if you male or female by the science no more. That don't count no more. Now science don't count. If you got a little wing-wing, or you know how women say wing-wing, got a little pecker, hey, you was a dude. You know, you got a vagina, you was a woman. But that shit don't count no more. Science don't count with that no more. That don't count. So, but anyway, you know, we look at, it's the land of confusion. Phil, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Phil Collins had a song back in the days called The Land of Confusion. Oh, man, I, I like that song, too. The Land of Confusion, that's where we at. It's so confusing. You don't know if you're a boy. You don't know if you're a girl. I, I, I don't have a goddamn gender no more. I don't want to be a gender. Everything is so goddamn confusing in, in this society now. Don't nobody know when the hell they want, what they are. Just, just put me blank. What, what are you? I, I just leave it blank. I ain't none of them. I, ain't, I'm just here. I just, I'm just there. So, but anyway, so we are truly in the Babylon. Uh, uh, what's the brother? Uh, damn, uh, damn, I forget them. Bob Marley and all of them used to talk about Babylon and reggae and reggae music long time ago. Babylon. So anyway. So America has always been looked at as this so-called ancient mystery Babylon. 
But it talks about right here in 18 and 2, it says, talking about, I'm going to skip some parts, though. It, has, it said there was a mighty voice that cried out, Babylon, the, Babylon, the greatest falling is falling. She has become an inhabitant of devils and, and, and holds every foul spirit in a cage of unclean and hateful birds. Now, this is America. Like Elijah Muhammad broke down, said these hateful birds are the people of America. You look at it, look at it, man. He says an inhabitant of devils. And we just as people who disagreeable, people who have a, a rebellious nature. And we look at this and we can truly see all of this happening today. And even I'm going to jump down a little bit. But one he thing he talked about this here, and he talked about how everybody is unhateful. And just look at how people, since we want to go back to our people and just this we did with so-called black people alone. Here's the thing. We have gone along with everything that they are putting out. Just say, just, just say, just say, for instance, people are not going by their own desire. They are being influenced by a lot of this stuff. They're going along with the program. They're being programmed for what they see on television, what they're hearing in their they music. They, they just don't know no better. But here's the thing it says in verse four, verse 4 of eight, Revelation 18. It says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Come out of her that you be not partakers in her sins and her plagues. Come out of her. Come out of her, y'all. Come out of her goddamn way of thinking. If she's telling you that you make like uh, Dwayne Wade, turn your little young brother, your little son into a damn girl, make him put on a dress, you, uh, Will Smith, don't do that. Come out of that because that's not natural. Y'all gonna say it's a sin. You ain't got to say it's a sin. It's not natural. See, all of these ways we got to come up out of it. So we have to come back into a righteous way of doing things. And, and, and I know people like, man, to hell with all that. But we got to come out of that because we are totally being destroyed by going along with the program. Whether you want to do it Preach. for your own desire, you got to come up out of that. Because you surely, we see what's being happening. You see what's happening. We are being destroyed. We're killing it. You're killing each other, in, like Brother said, on a massive level in the street. By following along with the program, but like you said, if Hollywood's showing you this shit is cool, boys in the hood, you're killing each other. You're being destroyed by the plagues of this bullshiggity. You got to come up out of that. Who, brother, like Malcolm said, who taught you you a thug? Who, he didn't say it that way, y'all, but I'm using this. Put my own twist to it. Who taught you you was a thug? Who taught you you was a gangster? Sister, who told you you a bitch? Who told you you a hoe? Who told you you a thot? You want around here, these half-ass naked, going in the goddamn stoles with your ass cheeks hanging out. You, you're just revealing, revealing. Who taught you you were dead? Who in the hell, Preach. when you want to look back in history, you want to talk about Queen, I can't think, I, all, I almost had a name, y'all. You want to talk about Aset. You want to talk about the beauty of the queens who sat on the throne. But damn, sister, look at you now. You can't, you, you, want, you don't want a man to disrespect you calling you bitches and hoes, but look how you dress. If you wear the uniform of a hoe, how I know you ain't a hoe. And I'm not calling my sisters no hoe, but if you got the uniform on, how I know. If I see the man, if I see a dude got a uniform, police uniform on, and I need some goddamn help, and I, hey, Mr. Officer, can you help me out? I'm not an officer. Well, what the hell are you doing with a uniform on? I don't know. If he got a fucking security guard suit, I think, hey, man, somebody over there breaking in cars with, hey, I ain't no security guard. What the hell you doing with the uniform on? So if you're running around here like a whore, how do I know you're not a whore? So, so come on, put some damn clothes on. Brothers, 
Get some respect for yourself. Pull your goddamn pants up. No man want to see another man's ass. Come on now. Well, you know, I don't know this homosexual shit going on today. Some of these dudes do want to see your ass. But come on. We got to have some dignity for ourselves, man. But all of this that bullshit. No man. That, that, yeah, there you go. But all this bullshit that is going now, hey, man. A lot of people, brother, this is what they want, brother, though. This is what they want. That's why when you try to tell them, brother, uh, Justice, they don't want to hear this shit. They don't want to hear this shit. Preach on. They don't want to hear this, what we got to talk about. I mean, some do, some don't, but when you even talking about, man, F that. But like I said, sometimes, you know, like, you know what the elder, you know what they told us a long time ago, Brother Justice? We can teach all we want, but you know what? Sometimes I got, you know, sometimes like mama told us, bro. And I think, brother, uh, I don't know, Alpha Mary, you might have said it one before. No, I ain't going to say it. That wasn't you. But like some brother, and I, I know my mama said it. I said it. I put it on me. I ain't going to put it on nobody else. When I was in trouble, went to jail, boy, I ain't going to come get your ass out no more. I'm going to make your ass sit down there. You're going to learn. I'm going to let you, when I let your ass sit down there, you're going to learn. So a lot of people, brother, going to have to learn the hard way. We're going to have to let some of these people keep on and I know it, I know it's a harsh thing sometimes, a harsh thing to say. It may sound a harsh, but let them keep on doing what the hell they're doing, brother, and that's going to be the harsh reality. We're going to lose a lot of goddamn people before the bill, the trumpet goes off. Like Farrakhan, them got the trumpets on the goddamn, um, what's that thing, on the final call? Hey, bro, before the trumpet, before they realize the trumpet is blowing and it is the final call, bro, you know what? We're going to lose a lot of goddamn people, bro. But that's the way it's going to have to be. A lot of time, man, a lot of shit have to get to a bad situation before people stop and finally realize, hey, you can talk about it all the time. You can warn the people all you want. But when until they finally just get their ass in a situation, like I had to do, bro, I kept going to jail. I kept going. No matter what people was telling me, bro, I had to get to that goddamn point. And like all that time, and then finally realize one of these damn days, like, wait a minute, hold up. What the hell going on here? But people been warning me. But the bell never really went off to one damn day, like, boom. And that's what's going to happen. It's going to constantly be funerals after funerals after funerals after funerals. And brother, then one of these goddamn days, it's going to be, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get bad. And I'm, I'm going to read this here, and I'm going to shut up, y'all. I got to read this. I got to read this one more thing, and I'm going to shut up. Now, ah, damn, I know I'm going into Paul here, and I ain't just no... There's certain things in the New Testament I go, but I got to show y'all this. Now, y'all can find and see do some of these things. See do some of these things are happening today. Just see how some of these things happening. Now, I'm going to read this, the New Living Translation. This Second Timothy, chapter uh, 3. Now, here it is. Now, this was Paul, so-called Paul, writing to Timothy. Now, this is a New Living Translation. This ain't the King James, so it's going to read in, in plain English here. In terms we somewhat use today. Okay, here we go. It said, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. We see that today already. It said, they will be boastful and proud, scoffers at God. Remember America saying, man, damn, all that God stuff, get rid of it, ban the Bible and all of that. Okay, that's it right there. Scoffers at God, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will also be unloving, unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. There will be quarrels and hate what is good. They will portray their friends, be reckless, 
be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they reject the power. They could, uh, excuse me, but reject the power that make them godless. Stay away from these people. That's what it says. Stay away from these people. They, are, he said, they are the kind who work their way into people's home and win their confidence, and even vulnerable women who are burdened with the gift of sin and controlled by various desires. But a lot of those things that Paul said in there, in that Second Timothy's uh, chapter three, and it was some more. I just stopped there. But a lot of those things that he named, being boastful, prideful, love of self, loving money. Uh, being disobedient to parents. Look at these children today. They man cuss their parents out, man, like they talking to their little homeboy, little homegirl. Just look at it, unloving, unforgiving, slanders of each other, just out of control like never before, betraying their friends. A lot of these brothers, like some of these situations you're talking about, brother, just as the shooting, you got a lot of them, man. You understand that a lot of these cats, man, they they, they set their own homeboys up. Know their homeboys out here. You know, he balling out here. You know, he's doing a little, making a little moves with a little drug deals whatnot, and I'm not trying to justify the drug deals, but they making a little, little moves out here. They setting these guys up, man. Uh, and getting their own homeboys, homegirls getting killed out here. So you got a lot of this stuff, friends, so-called friends betraying each other, man. So a lot of this stuff we are seeing today. But nobody want to hear that. We ain't going to address that. And I shut my mouth out of that, y'all. Oh, you been uh, Well, like I said, thank you, brother. Thank you. Yes, yes sir. Uh, you, you put it out there thank just you. like it is. You know? yeah, Thank you too, man. I asked him to come on and 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 drop something, so he he dropped it. Give yourself a line yeah. on that, man. <laughs> yes, sir, man. It, it it it's sad, brother. Like I said, I see some things in the script, bro, and that's why when we look at it, and I ain't trying to preach y'all, make nobody get into the. When I see it, I see this it, like, wow, man, this is us today. Damn mm-hmm. to me. Today, bro. Unbelievable. We're going to have to go through it, brother. I'm telling you. We're going to have to go through it, man. It's, it's a hard thing, brother, but we're going to have to go through it before we wake up and realize what's happening. It's sad. We're going to lose a lot of people along the way, bro. We're going to lose them. That's why I said we have to just protect you and your family. Uh, right now, you can keep preaching to the world. But make sure you right now, man, get you and your family, man, get you and your family together. Because this is, I tell you, like I heard some brothers was talking today, uh, Justin, I'm going to let you go back and take a, you're talking about the killing. Now, some brother was telling me, and I told you, you know, I've been telling y'all about the shooting that's been going on, like in the areas I stay. And some brother was talking at work today. They was on the, you know, the CBs and stuff. And one guy lived out in his areas. They call it like Westwood, but I live at Indian Hills. And they was talking about, like, it's, it's two neighborhoods that's, that's beefing with each other. Uh, like, this area one man called Westwood. And I forget the other, uh, I would say he said Watkins, but I forgot what the other neighborhood. And he said those guys from the other neighborhood that live, man, they ain't nowhere near where I live at. They banging on against this area one man called Westwood. And, and it's been shooting after shooting. Y'all know what they said? Like, they might shoot shoot somebody from they might go out there in their neighborhood shoot somebody out there then they come out this way and then they shoot by two or three people out this way and you know what they said that the root cause of it is a woman 
That's how it all been started. And it's been going on for, man, some months. They say it's all, it's, it's, it's gang thing, too. They probably killed one of their homies in the gang out there. And, but that's what's going on. And it's just going back and forth. You killed my homeboy, you shot my homeboy, I'm going to come shoot one of yours. That's what's going on, man. It's sad, brothers. That's true. Yo, get ready to um, load up a couple more of those clips that I sent because it's going to be interesting to hear some of them too. And uh, one the, uh, uh, especially the Philly one, but maybe a couple of the other ones. Either one, it doesn't matter. Which one was the Philly? Because I didn't get a chance to play right. all of them. Which one was Philly? That was like the last one I sent you, one of the last ones. It might be the last one. It said the Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Father, hey, that's the one, Father's Day. Yeah, they short clips. Yeah, the Father's Day one. I guess. I guess I get it read. Yeah, man. It's just we we go places, and it seems like there is no code of conduct of any understanding amongst the youth. It's like they get somewhere and totally do something that's going to bring too much attention to themselves that's going to make the law have to get involved when you could have did something to not go across the line and just got a little while, did something, but don't break all the laws and the rules. But they seem to just have to do that every time they get together and try to show off and show out their new bikes or their cars and they, how you know how they can do donuts and how they can um, do willies in the street and all of this stuff because that's part of the culture in the in the urban neighborhoods or in the big cities. I know in my city they ride a lot of bikes, and I know it's happening in different cities too. Um, but that's real big here, and there's no park that's cut out or designed for them to ride those dirt bikes. And when they ride them, I've never seen anybody crash into anybody else. And it'd be a whole bunch of them at one time, and they daring, and they'll do willies amongst a bunch of other bikers out there, and nobody seems to crash in. Alpha male, can I get a witness? Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> hey, yo, those boys are good. I, 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 mean, I can't mess like, with them. I'm saying, like, if they had put a park together and had a televised event and to come and watch these black people who can get down to the get down on those bikes, they can do tricks that white boys probably couldn't do. But they haven't been given the opportunity. No one's ever came and proposed something for the young kids that got these dirt bikes and don't have nowhere to really ride them legally. And they know that it's a culture of if we ride in our bikes, we ride in a pack. Because if the cops do come and try to chase us, we can all speed off in different directions. So they can't catch all of us. And they probably won't catch any of us. So that's the mindset. It's like, oh, you want to come and try to take our bikes? Good luck. And that's just it. Because they always watching. They're always able to ride in any direction, go up the wrong way, ride on the sidewalk, go around traffic, go through traffic easily. 
and it was a law on the book that it wasn't supposed to chase them because it had right. caused some fatalities back in the day when the police had ran over people chasing them. So they made a law where they couldn't. Now they just made a new law last week where they can go and chase them now. And they got police that got dirt bikes that's designed to go after dirt bikes. So they got these dirt bikers out here. They haven't been taught or trained to do this type of thing, but they're going to be doing this and started doing it already. Um, Was it you, Justice, that was telling me about the little kid that created his own brand because uh, they used to talk about him? Was it a skateboard kid or something like that? Um, I'm not sure, Alphamil. I think you would have to give me a little bit more details on that if I can remember yeah. something about it. Yeah, somebody was telling me a story about this little kid, and they used to call him some, some derogatory term. And what he did was he took the first letters of this derogatory term and turned it into his own brand. <laughs> and uh, now he he took it way beyond the average level. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, I, I he, didn't he, know that story, he, but I was liking it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So what what I'm saying is, he he had a desire to do exactly what he did. Them little rascals up there on those dirt bikes. See, that's just another way to gang bang. You know what I'm saying? With <laughs> it, it was a it was a way to uh, make drop offs and pickups. You know what I mean? Because you you could go anywhere and do anything. So they don't have a desire to take it to the stage. They they don't exactly what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if they because well, I've seen them boys, I've seen them boys ride. They are talented. Matter of fact, they may uh, make me want to park my bike and just watch. You know <laughs> exactly. Because when they come yeah. up the street and it's two or two or three hundred of them at one time, you got to just I guess just take a step back and take a look at all these bikes going by you because there ain't nothing else you can do, really. You hear all these bikes coming past and different ones. Some of them had them big four-wheelers with the lights all over them and um, all kinds of different bikes, man. It's amazing. Oh, and they yeah. doing these willies, and then the ones with the four-wheelers, they doing these willies. They riding them and popping them back. and Some of them had the girls on the back. Uh, of them, and sometimes the girls is riding them by themselves. Yep. The girls out there with them, and and I notice is and they some of them when they get together, you will see multitudes of different races of them riding together. You will have your black people, your Puerto Ricans, your whites. You will see some Asians in there. You will see whoever whoever got a bike in there, no matter what race. Because they don't, they don't seem to look at anything to discriminate in that kind of way with each other. As long as you got a bike, you know you ride. Yeah, because I, I tell you another spot, uh, Jones Beach up in New York. Man, I've been there before when I was a kid. Man, them boys can ride. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay, okay. I never seen yeah. them ride. Oh my goodness! Like I said again, I had to park my bike. I just watched. <laughs> wow! But yeah, they they, they amazing, they, man. But what else? Oh, back. oh, what? Go ahead. No, I was Go gonna, ahead. Alf. It goes back to Sunray's point. 
that people do what they want to do. Yeah. Here's the thing about that is that if someone cared enough and understood to see potential here for a great uh, revenue from this uh, type of thing, that, this event that it can draw so many spectators to, and that if you could catch these children when they're young, when they just start riding and then give them a place to ride and you can uh, film them riding and growing and getting better each year. And then you notice uh, how good they have gotten in three or four years from when they was nine or 10, when they first started riding or eight or nine, some of them be that young. And um, they had little bikes too for the kids. They have a real little motorcycles. And I've seen about a seven- or eight-year-old riding a real motorcycle, but it was designed mm-hmm. for a little kid. So they have those ones out there, and they're pretty good already, those kids. Then they learn how to ride those motorcycles that early. Now, if someone was to get that and take that and, and implement um, to to cap to capitalize off, these, off the talent where everybody's going to win, you know, the people who put it together – the children, they can earn opportunity to win money or, you know, some types of things and to generate money to come watch them, to watch them um, ride their bikes and do tricks. And maybe there's a way that they set up a whole station on how, what they're going to do and how old they are and different things. So this is a big opportunity for somebody if they had the vision that I'm looking at here to really capitalize off of um, – doing something positive for the youth to keep them out of trouble, keep them off the streets and keep them interested in riding and getting better and becoming professional and, you know, winning, um, winning, winning races and competitions of different kinds, dealing with the bikes and the four wheelers and all those things that they have. What do you think about that, fellas? Well, I think it's a, I think it's an okay idea, but <laughs> you're talking about having these same kids actually take care of the stuff that they ride. So you're going to have requirements. you got to make sure your tires are right, your brakes are right, your protective gear. You know what I'm saying? The, the insurance policy to have an event like that is stupid money. Yes, sir. You know, so... You, and so you got to have somebody not only with resources, he got to have a will of steel because dirty money. So they see you making money, dirty money, money coming to get some. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got you got to be. I mean, you you almost have to have soldiers because first they're gonna come at you at a, at a partnership type deal, and then they're gonna come and threaten you. You know, yeah. you know how the mafia do it. Well, what I'm saying is they design something for them white boys, and they are on ESPN, and every year they got these competitions, and them white boys used to be kids like our kids, and mm-hmm. they now winning all this money, and some of them, boy name was Jeremy something, he's real good, and mm-hmm. he won all the daggone races. And, uh, and you know, and you I'm saw just saying, who, we can, you saw who all, huh? all their sponsors were. Well, different sponsors, all kinds of sponsors, and they was mostly, yeah, you know, 
Europeans, of course, but it just I'm just saying, like, that same thing yeah. needs to be done for our youth that they did for that white youth because they were just going to probably do whatever in life too. But they found some yeah. a niche in life that can propel them to when they get an adult, now they can make good decisions with their money. Well, let's, let let's do it. Is, it. is this like, I hate to say it, in the, in the, is this in the black community? Is this basically where it's located? What you're talking about? Predominantly black neighborhood community. It's all over the city. No matter what part of the city you go in, you'll find these bikers. And they, they could come together and they could come up to, like I said, remember that thousand of them was at the um, gas station? They can get, they can, they can galvanize a whole lot of people at one time. Because Rena, Rena, I'm bringing this up, and I, 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 and it's damn near hateful to say it. It's, it's damn near hate to say it, but it's, it's, it's freaking facts. I just, you know, it is what it is. A lot of things you see right now, like you know, you won't see being built in so-called predominantly black neighborhoods because investors, they're gonna always look at them. Okay, what's going to have advice? I'm not like I told y'all. They tried to and uh, this mall was in here called Southbrook Mall. Lady named Janet Fuller tried for years to get them to uh, rebuild this mall, you know, to remodel this mall, put some uh, money back into it. They finally, they finally found the investor. But then when they finally found the investor, the crime rate man shot out the Richter scale. And you know what happened? The investor they pulled out. Not if the mall is still there. I mean, it's dead, but ain't nothing in it. But they pulled out because number one is you're going to look at it. These same people, they're going to look at it. They're going to look at black people. They're going to look at they're going to look at the crime rate around it. The, what, mm-hmm. the theft rate, you know, burglaries and all of these type of things. They're going to look at what's going on around there. Like, hell no. These Nick Rose ain't finna tell my damn stuff. That's why you had Kroger's in, 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 in two Kroger's that was in the city of Memphis in predominant black neighborhood. They left out of the neighborhood. They, they got the hell out because they had so much theft rates that was happening. They pull out. So, we got to look at this. So even with even black and I don't give a damn as a black investor. Some people are not going to be it because they're going to look at right now. You've seen a lot uh, of things. They had a putt putt here in Memphis and they had man one day. Just, I don't know how I guess they had what you call them flash mobs with the putt putt. A lot of people. Yep. Hey, man, damn. Our teenage ch- children went out there. Man, they towed that damn place up. What? So that's what we looking at a lot of, and they had some more places. They had Put Put. They had um, it was wow. a damn pizza place called not I forget the name of the pizza place. It's a lot of places now they have it. That's why people don't want to too much invest when they looking at it. Yeah. Right now, what we gotta have to do, like I said, you have to like change the mindset of our youth right now. And other than that, brother, you can build, but people really too they too scared to build for them. Because they feel if I build this, they gonna come tear our shit up. Cause they looking at it, brother. That's what I'm saying. They they look. Just for instance, man, I, I got this thing neighborhood app on my thing to tell you about you know crime that's going on in the in the neighborhood. Eleven minutes ago, and I got to ask about something about Juneteenth too. I got to ask something about that too. Um, Eleven minutes ago, somebody just put on the neighborhood app. Someone just stole my ferns from my carport. This is why you can't have nice things. I'm tired of this neighborhood. This is like 11.4 miles from away from where I live at. Somebody come in. It's sad. Go find a job because everyone is, is, is hiring and your own plant. He says, sorry to hear that. People will steal anything for the sake of stealing. Mm-hmm. 
Just hey, um, let me ask you. Plants, man. Um, yes, sir. How much gentrification been going on in Memphis? Mm, hell, I you know the down. I, I just know the downtown area. They are, they are mostly building up the downtown area. Man, that downtown man, it was shit. Them old ass buildings. Now, man, they building them bad boys. The apartment buildings going out the frame down there. Um, Do you notice them anywhere near the black neighborhoods? Though, kind of moving in. Department, hell yeah, that's where they build them. Downtown, that's where all the projects used to be in the city of Memphis at one time. That's why I said years ago what they did, that's why they said they gave everybody vouchers and they moved them from out of the downtown area. And that's why they built the FedEx. If you ever know, you watch the Grizzly guy in the FedEx form. It it was projects all around that bad boy. They moved them, built the FedEx form primarily. Yeah, that's just fine. And they moved everybody away from there. They moved them into places like Hickory Hill. Now it's Hickory Hood. They don't tow that damn place up. And, uh, yeah, they, so they got them away from there. And talking about affordable houses, and, they, you know, people can't afford that. Hell, you was on vouchers and welfare. So, yeah, so they doing that down there, man. Downtown is, is, is being built up. But the crime rate even downtown now, man, it's, it's getting wild down on Beale Street, man. They're getting shootings damn near every weekend now. Then now people are getting shot. Yeah. <laughs> you got a question for Juneteenth? Oh, yeah. This is what I want to ask. Now, I see a lot of people, some people, I ain't going to say a lot. Some people's like uh, on the thing about the Juneteenth. And I do say I want you to get your clip loaded up. We got nine minutes, though. I do got one of the clips. Uh, but what do y'all think? Do you, do, um, you think the Juneteenth thing was a pacifier and just a flea flicker to pacify Black people. What are y'all, y'all thinking? Some people's like, man, the hell with that shit, man, giving us a damn holiday. And I just seen a couple of things people were saying. We just think it's just well, a passive. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. When, yeah, when, it, when it comes down to it um, politically, that being though who has the most power and leverage or able to get get things done uh, that are presented in a fast fashion or a faster fashion they would if they didn't have that leverage that they had now. So something like this and to discover right near the same date the massacre that happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1921 really put white people on a guilt trip and from that the Juneteenth thing being so closely related in terms of uh, when the when the Oklahoma bombing happened in the year that we're in now and how the cosmos are aligned that they were able to go ahead and, like I said, with the some kind of a guilt that to somehow try to get the guilt off of what happened, to, that their people and the American government was responsible for doing this to a prospering African-American city, which was disgraceful for America to do something like that and then to hide it for 100 years. So the world found out about Juneteenth, although people have been celebrating Juneteenth 
in different cities across the country for a long time. And some cities just recently began to celebrate Juneteenth. And some cities who just recently began to celebrate Juneteenth don't understand what Juneteenth was founded on or what it means or why it's called Juneteenth or what Juneteenth is or means. So when young black people who have no understanding of anything that happened previous to them coming into existence in the country for black people on a whole collectively tend to get something that looks like it's favorable for all of us and it don't have understanding of what it's based on or what it means and what's the principle of it. They just think it's a new, it's a day to party and Juneteenth is a special black day that we finally got a black holiday and that's all they want to talk about or have understanding of, oh, it's a black holiday, not caring about why or where it came from. So if they knew that, in 1965, uh, the news of the Emancipation Proclamation finally reached the South and in Texas. And the governor, I mean the general, who was a black man of the uh, U.S. forces, went down there and informed them that these people were supposed to be let go. And this was two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was supposed to have taken effect. So they learned two and a half years later that they were supposed to have been free and that they are free now and that they don't have to serve on the plantation where they are anymore. And they can leave and go and be free. So that's when they call it Juneteenth because it happened... On one of those teen days back then when they came to us and told us um, that we was free to go and that we no longer had to be uh, servants here wherever you are. you you got to let these people go. And so they were celebrating their Freedom Day. This was also known as Jubilee Day. It was called Liberation Day or Freedom Day on that date. In 1865, they finally got their Jubilee Day, their Liberation Day, because they were waiting for liberation. They were waiting for Jubilee. They were waiting for freedom. And they got it two and a half years later. And now we all had it at, at this point in time, at this point. Instead of those ones in the South who didn't get the message and they weren't allowed to find out or know that the president signed this paper saying you can't have nobody a slave no more. So if people would understand that, maybe then maybe they wouldn't do violent stuff towards one another and have understand, have more respect for what that means and what that meant. That means people were still working for free under somebody for two and a half years after other people had went on and become uh, started opening up businesses and doing things for themselves and their family. After they found out they was free, they became entrepreneurs. They started doing stuff. They began right away doing something. Some of them started making, building schools all the way uh, right the day they found out they was free. Oh, we're going to build a school now. Oh, we're going to build a church now. Oh, we're going to do this. We're free. We can do this. We can build our own uh, uh, store. We can build our own hardware store. We can build our own 
every daggone thing we need. And that's what they did in Tulsa. They had everything they needed. They ain't had to trade with nobody. But just think about, think about this one, Justin. Here's my thing. Okay, here's my thing. This is a question. Now, first of all, I'm going to say I think it is a pacifier. Now, it, it, it's done. And I, if people, you know, get excited about it, okay, fine, you know. You know, that's good. They gave y'all something. They gave black people something to celebrate. Okay. I ain't going to brain on nobody parade. But here it is, I think, was why. Another thing, it was a pacifier. Now, you know, I got to go political. I got to go political. I said I wasn't going to do politics, but I got to deal with this time. The Democrats show enough. They, with this, ooh, we, they show enough have sealed. They deal back with black people again. Everybody who was about to lead a Democratic plantation, they got your ass locked back in right now. Oh, Master Joe <laughs> gave us a holiday. I told y'all Master Joe loved us. <laughs> okay, you got y'all ass locked back in. Oh, and man. They got y'all. They got y'all. They did it again. They again. He pulled a trick out the bat. But check this out. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Now, like you said, it's been, what, over two years or something? I forget the whole history. Uh, it was two years ago since the Emancipation Proclamation when everybody's supposed to have been free, right? So, but then they talk about, we talk about Juneteenth, something that happened in Texas. In overtime, y'all, too late to say it. We got 90 seconds. I'm just going to go over a little bit. So they gave people a national holiday, not for when... The emancipation was really signed when everybody was supposed to have been freed, but they gave you a national holiday for what happened in Texas. Why didn't why why then I'm just gonna ask a question. You know they can do what the fuck they want to do, but why didn't why wasn't the holiday recognized for emancipation? They got you celebrating something that happened in Texas, and, and, and I found out that Texas been had a a paid holiday and, and a national holiday. They've been the recognized day in Texas, so now they just like come out and now making a national holiday because a federal holiday because what happened in Texas? Why not the whole when emancipation when Lincoln supposedly did the original emancipation? Why wasn't that looked at and made a federal holiday and called the end of Blacks Independent Day, whatever they calling it? Why wasn't that day recognized? Well, can, can I? Can I, I mean, something oh yeah, that? please do, yes, sir. please do, sir. Do you do you know why Texas wanted to secede from the union? They wanted they wanted to keep their slaves. Hmm. So did everybody else who succeeded from the union? No, nah, Texas was the worst. Well, no, they were all the worst. They were all no, traitors to you. America. Yeah, they all, but. Texas, I'm telling you, they fought hard to keep it. Absolutely. They were the last ones to let it go. Mexico was the first to let it go, wasn't it? Ah, shit, I don't know. I don't know. But but I've heard now, 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 this is just what I've heard. I don't know how true the history is. Now, we talk about the European holding us in slavery. Now, it's some some history go. Like I said, y'all probably look it up. I don't know. I hadn't deeply verified it because we do know again now black folks always want to talk about i got indian in my blood old folks you say i got engine in my blood. i got an engine in my blood i got cherokee in my blood yeah you got uh-huh. cherokee in your blood because they had your ass in slavery yeah you got cherokee choctaw a lot of them uh-huh. that's what 
curl of tears and they drug our ancestors right along Oklahoma with them. Now I found out this is why mm. I go now. Found out that even when the emancipation, you talk about Texas, but they said even on the reservation, so called reservation, they still that those tribes still had a lot of our ancestors in slavery on those reservations and they had to go and make them let our people go. And they said now according yep. to they they were the last ones to let our people go. Even after Texas let the people go, the goddamn so-called engines still had our people in slavery. Those Cherokee you claim as your bloodline, those Choctaw still had your people in slavery. Hey, I mean, actually, a brother named Kwame, can, uh, he's only, what, two ge- two or three generations removed from uh an ancestor that was a a, a slave of the, uh, I guess they call them the uh, Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And remember, they wouldn't even so let it, them get. Remember, they didn't want to, uh, the blacks was trying to acknowledge that about we Cherokee, and they've been trying to fight hard to get recognition to talk about we Cherokee. They like, oh hell mm-hmm. no, putting y'all on the damn road. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's real recent. People think people think this happened. A million years ago. Nah, this this is real recent. Yep. I met this yes. black man. His name was Red Moon. Red and Moon. he was on the Philly Police Department. And on his police tag, it said Red Moon. <laughs> and when you looked at his face, he had a short haircut. <clears throat> but he had kinky hair, but his face, though, really had some very unique features that was more identifiable to a dark-skinned native person to this land here. He had a look that was very, you know, like, very similar to black people, but it was still an authentic native look, a Native American bone structures and features to his face and stuff. He was on the police department. He told me he was um, 100% some kind of Indian at that time. I forgot what he said. He said he was 100% blood, 100%, 100% blood, you know. And um, his name was Red Moon. And his, whole, his family go back a long time in Philly and all that guy. So that's interesting. Yeah. Now, you heard about the $5 Indians, right? Yeah, this five dollar Indian. I heard you can become an Indian if you pay five dollars to get on the on the roll, so you can get the money for land or something from the government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Hey, so, brother, I want to say one. Oh, go ahead, my friend. Go ahead. No, I'm I'm good. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I know what you play. This is a quick one because there's another one with because uh, I, I I want I got to listen to this after I get off the air though. But there's a clip. It's like 21 minutes, and I ain't going to play that one. It's kind of long. But Judge Joe Brown was talking about why he would not celebrate um, Juneteenth. Now, this this is just a short one because this Willie D's thing. And there's another one that's 21 minutes. Like I said, I probably had time to play that one. I just played it with Joe Brown. Judge Joe Brown. Judge Joe Brown. What's up, family? Judge Joe Brown will not be celebrating Juneteenth because he says it's dot, 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 embarrassing. Yeah. 
the judge was being interviewed on the Real Dana YouTube channel. And he basically said that a black guy was sent to tell slaves in Texas that they were free in May of 1865. But it took a whole entire additional year for them to actually take action on their new freedom because they didn't believe the black guy. When the white guy shows up to say, why are y'all out here working? Y'all free. They're like, oh, okay. So he said, you know, it's embarrassing. He also added something that I thought was very interesting. The judge says that Juneteenth, celebrating Juneteenth is like celebrating losing. Let me tell you something, fam. I agree. I don't think Juneteenth should be celebrated. I think it should be acknowledged. You know? Acknowledge it, yeah. But celebrate? Like, we finna go and kick it? We about to turn up? Because these fools that enslaved us signed a piece of paper to say that we're no longer enslaved, so we finna jazz it up and uh, I ain't, I'm not with that, fam. I'm not with that. Just like I wasn't with those black politicians who were celebrating the, uh, I think that was Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, massacre, the Tulsa massacre. They're out there celebrating, dancing, and all that stuff to cotton-picking music. What's that about, fam? Right? You know what I'm talking about, that Bojangles stuff they do. I do, 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 all that, man. Nah, fam. I say you use it as a teachable moment. Maybe you have conversations with the kids and stuff and make people aware that this happened. Never forget type thing. But celebrating? Nah. Nah. I'm not with that. And I'll tell you something else. Some people will say that Judge Joe Brown is old and bitter. I think Judge Joe Brown is old and wise. And I think he just don't give a damn about how somebody takes the information, the truth of what he has to say. Judge Joe Brown is totally unfiltered, and I love it. We need more people like that. We need more men with a backbone like that who's not afraid to call a spade a spade, who's not afraid to go in on the system and those who run it. See, it's a lot of dudes out there, black males. Oh, man, they're going in on a black person in a heartbeat, especially black men. Oh, man, Stephen A., some of these YouTube dudes, oh, they go in on a black person all day like this. In fact, that's all they do is go in on black men. But anybody else, they don't say nothing about it. They ain't got nothing to say. 
Oh, they might throw something out there just to confuse you, throw you off. Say, look, something about this, or this going on, or that going on. Then you thinking that they woke. Oh, they, they care about the community. But then the rest of the time they spend going in on black men. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Judge Joe Brown is a real one. Solid. I love it. We need more real men. Men with backbones. Men who can't be bought. Men who are not afraid to stand on something. Men with convictions. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not with the Juneteenth thing either, fam. In fact, I wrote a song about it. Shit, damn it, what, 29 years ago. I wrote a song about it. Like, in fact, you can look it up. It's called You're Still Black. You can look it up. Mama's Outside Barbecuing Ribs and Links. It's Juneteenth, but to me it don't mean stink. It's a day of emancipation, but everybody wonder why Willie ain't celebrating. Well, things ain't perfect. I'm looking beyond the surface. So instead of drinking beer and playing dominoes, I'm sitting in the room with my eyes closed. Some of y'all ain't going to get that today. Perhaps tomorrow. No more talk. What the ladies talking about? Oh, man, Willie D. I like that. And I love George Bro Brown, bro. And I'm, I'm going to play his song at the end. We still black. I'm going to play that at the end of the show a little bit before we get out of here, too. But I mean, George Joe Brown, like what are you saying? Man, George Joe Brown. I used, to, I used to listen to him a lot on Spreaker. I don't know if he's still on there. Now. I need to find that, man. But, but that's what we said again. See, it was a passive fire again that's what that was one way to lock nick rose i'm gonna say <laughs> like i've got old school talking about voting that was a number one they know how they gonna lock black people back in to get them votes again that's that's one thing now it was just, that's why i asked again if they were going to do something even to that magnitude right why wasn't it even on the original recognized original emancipation day I mean, they just they just found some because people because like, another way to uh, what you call that capitalize off. You know, they what they finna capitalize this, off this the thing. But go ahead, go ahead. It's like for what just happened and what happened in the past, and for where we are now, for the world to see that these two incidents that were pretty much just a couple of weeks apart happened and it's been hidden. It was never taught in school. Some people went to college, didn't learn it there. Some people did get to college and finally learned that history. So for what happened and for where we at now in America to see and to right its wrongs of the past for the time we living in for that terrible, those two terrible events, for them to not recognize giving those people their freedom for two and a half years later and the Juneteenth thing, no, that's the Juneteenth thing, and the bombing of this prosperous, wonderful town of classy black people who were independent and self-sufficient. That was two disgraceful acts. And to right those wrongs right now, because those people of the past wasn't going to write them. They're going to hide it like they did. 
And so for 100 years to go by and we discover these these events that have been hidden, it's only right for now for us to get a holiday because yeah. it was so many times when we never had a holiday and when we all, the only thing we got was Dr. King Day. We say we don't got no day for ourselves. It's a holiday for everybody else. Everybody else got a holiday. Where's our holiday? Now you got one. Now you is ungrateful. I because you know what, what is what is a holiday? We've been wow. we've been we've been celebrating the Fourth of July. We've been celebrating Christmas. We've been celebrating Easter. We've been celebrating every every goddamn holiday you can name. You you can make up. I I celebrate your birthday, goddamn it! If you tell me what day is on, but what good is it doing? What what is it? How is that going to repay our family for all the deaths, the murdering, and the rape? How is that really giving back? They stealing can fucking control when they get you. You get through barbecue because you got to go. You got to go to Trader Joe's and get the food or Kroger's. You gonna go to spend your all your money with your oppressor to buy all your goods. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, all of that shit to go buy your goods for your barbecue and your festivities. You finna spend your money with the Koreans, the Asian, whoever to make this shit. Not necessarily. You forget, oh, Not yes, you are. Yes, you are. You own Coca-Cola. Yes, you do. You ain't no black goddammit uh, beverage companies. You finna spend all your money to go buy your ribs, all that bullshit so you can celebrate. Some, better get the some Jamaican stuff because they got black beverage companies. Well, ain't nobody doing all that bullshit. You already know, man. The commoners, the masses of the people going to go right to goddamn mm-hmm. I seen oh, it's it, a black bro. company that Walmart. also is here, too, in Philly. Walmart. Black they man got up all that shit. The white man have found the way, again, to capitalize off of your suffering and just oh, give him a holiday. Cause he know already he finna he finna he finna make a killing off of it. He that's finna make right, a another one. But that's all you. That's all we want is a fucking holiday. It's so not all we want, you, but that's only right. Okay, just do whatever you right. want to us, as long as you give us a holiday. Just give us a fucking day, right. day right. on the calendar. Just do whatever. Y'all can rape our women, kill our children. You can do whatever you want to. Just give we us a holiday. We ain't say that. Just say you. You ain't got to say you sorry. We we'll take a holiday. Just say say yee, so we can celebrate. Have the day off, master. Thank you, master. Look, they're gonna pay them people to be off that day, and we can honor our ancestors for them not having their freedom and That's come together on the realization yeah. and the truth of yeah, what they dag on. What it mean? And it wasn't not here. And what? Uh, go ahead, uh-huh. brother. Me, what you say? So you needed their permission to do that. No, go. we was doing it already, but they, they like I said, their That's guilt made them change. Their guilt. No, it didn't. They ain't guilty about nothing because if you were guilty, you would right the wrong. You yep. would t- take those people in Tulsa, take them down to the bank and tell them, look, we did these people wrong. Give them whatever the fuck they want. They working on it. They working on it. Yeah, give no, they whole goddamn town back, goddammit. They, they working they, on. They stole. They stole the money that was supposed to go to the black farmers. Uh, it's uh, all uh, being Justin, processed now. Justin, no, Justin, I'm not. I'm not gonna feed into your BS right now. This this is real talk because uh, I'm. You know, I know you're trying to justify them them faggots you vote for, but it, it ain't gonna work tonight because Sunray and Judge Joe Brown are exactly right. You know, if they were guilty, they wouldn't profit off your pain and suffering. They laugh. The thing about it is, they're like they pissing on their grave. They're pissing on their grave right now. Uh-huh. You're okay with it. Just, you said it was hidden. 
How was it fucking hidden? Like, how did you, how we been, how everybody been talking, how all black folks been talking about this for years, but we said it been hidden mm-hmm. from us for hundreds of years, but black people have been talking about this, bro. And how was it they've been in, in Juneteenth, they've been celebrating for years and years and years, but you said it was hidden. Right, if it okay. was hidden, you people... just found out last year or this week, but people have been doing it for a long, so how was it fucking hidden? It just a white man want to say, okay, he want to play again, like I said, just because, oh, like, it's just like Judge Joe Brown just got through saying. I mean, he didn't see it. And I heard him say that, um, I think two years ago on on his podcast, he was talking about Juneteenth. He, and I heard him say the same thing. It was a black guy who went there first. And y'all know what that, you know what that make, uh, that saying again, we don't believe it unless the white man say it, then we'll believe it. That's what, that's exactly <laughs> what. And, and what it's, it's a lot of things that happen in history. And that's what's going on so, with Juneteenth. Now we want to really recognize it because the white man, Joe Biden, them don't came out and said, hey, they don't televise and the white man so-called saying it. So now all black folk, hey, Juneteenth, let's go celebrate. And I'm going to tell you another thing. That the Nick Rose was so happy here in the city of fucking Memphis. It, 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 it probably would. Good <laughs> well, it I did be Memphis. And, and I did. It probably was good that I did catch a goddamn cold and didn't go nowhere. Because you know what, I was—I thought I was gonna go to Robert Church Park. I was gonna go down there because I wanted to see, you know, well, you get out and you know, kick it. Just because I did—I never been to a thing, you know, the uh, Juneteenth. So I was just gonna get out, you know, get my wife out the house. So, but I'm glad I found out they didn't. They—they they took it from. I told y'all they were gonna try to have it at Nathan. Well, Nathan Bedford Park is this park down there with his his family. I mean, where he was buried at him and his wife. They don't, you know, got the statue out of there. Now they got the family out of there. They, I mean, got their bodies out of there too. They is gone. Boy, Good. these big roles were so goddamn happy to have the Juneteenth. They moved it out of now Robert Church Park. That was a black park. I think Robert Church Park was the black first black billion uh, millionaire. I want to say millionaire in the city of Memphis. And they you, they've been having it in his park. He got a park dedicated to him right by the FedEx Forum. They decided to take that Juneteenth festival from there and move it to the park where Nathan Bedford Farrer was. And you know what they were saying? See, black people, we couldn't come to this park at one time. We weren't allowed in this park. <laughs> we are so happy we can have Juneteenth in there. You, Nick Rose, are so happy you can sip out the same fucking water pound as them, and them tobacco-chewing, sniffing mother. So y'all so happy to be in and Master's old park. Boy, I tell you, Nick Rose was crazy as a mother. Please, Nick Rose, boy. They were shucking and diving. Boy, you should have seen. You seen the back of their goddamn teeth. Well, I'm telling you, man, it's beautiful, brother. They took it away from the so-called black park and took it there for the old slave master just so, just because we couldn't come to this park at one time. They got a park here called uh, uh, TK Fuller Park. Y'all can look it up. It's called TK Fuller. Now, this is a park. Well, black people weren't allowed to, like I said, go to other parks here in the city. It's a national park, state park. Black people weren't allowed to go to these parks. So they dedicated this park called T.K. Fuller Park. You think any festivals that go down, black people go to T.K. Fuller Park? Nice, big-ass park. Nice. They don't go there no more. They don't go there. They got to go run with Master them. See, we want to run where your Master at. If Master ain't there, he ain't included, I don't want it. So it's the same thing with Joe, Judge Joe Brown said. The whole thing again. If Master don't tell us, so now Master don't pat us on the back. Master don't gave us a holiday. We's fine now. We's fine. Thank you, Master Joe. Thank you, Master. <laughs> In 2017, 
we celebrated our first Juneteenth here in Philly in honor of the people from Texas. And a member of Texas came who was an elder, was about 92 years old, and she was speaking about her grandfather and mother and um, how they were deprived of understanding that they were supposed to have been freed. And once they got it, they didn't know quite what to do with it right away. (laughs) And so it was uh, in 2017 where we were going downtown with the Juneteenth. In 2018, we did the same thing. And then in 2019, a wise elder came up with a plan to not take Juneteenth downtown, but to spread it in the communities and to have a march from one side of the community to another to end up at Malcolm X Memorial Park. And so that turned out well in 2019 it turned out being one of the biggest marches across the country of people celebrating Juneteenth there was no violence there was no any type of aggression it was a beautiful peaceful wonderful parade that was had that stretched across West Philadelphia and the same thing happened this year because last year was the coronavirus thing and we didn't have Juneteenth celebration. This year they had one, and it was similar to the one that was set up in 2019, and they had a march from 52nd and Lancaster or Haverford all the way over to 52nd and Pine, where Malcolm X Park is. And then they went in there and had their festivities and vendors and people celebrating with the red, black, and green. And some people had the Texas Liberation Day flag, which is a new, newly designed flag with a solo star in the center of it, outlined in blue and trimmed in gold um, with a white star in the center. That's a symbol for Texas. Go ahead. I hit hit something. I'm trying to set up something right back. Oh, man. We got to hit this. Oh, Oh, God damn. I got this. Okay. (laughs) And so so, um, what I'm trying to share with you is that the idea that the elder came up with has been successful twice now by not taking Juneteenth and having a march and parade downtown where the enemy was, which was to bring it into the community and generate a lot of revenue for the businesses that was outside where the march was taking place and the um, parade was happening at. Thousands of people participating in the event, and then people who didn't march or get in the parade decided to just show right up at Malcolm X Park and bring in and welcome the paraders and the celebrated people marching alongside the paraders into Malcolm X Park and bring a great 
celebration of the Juneteenth and people were there explaining what Juneteenth means and what it stands for and why we should honor it and respect it because it's it, it solidified the collectiveness of all of us having our freedom at the same time at one time instead of somebody learning years later that they were supposed to have been free and now we got to bring these people on up to par who hadn't had experienced their freedom at that time. So there was black troops that rode in there on horses to uh, let these white plantation owners know that you got to free these people now. And so it would be a group of a hundred horsemen or 50 U uh, S troops marshals rather that would uh, trot in there and tell those people that you got to let these people go. And they did that all over the South, everywhere people was in bondage or enslaved. It must was the Democrat. Remember, because the damn Democrats, um, what was it, Abraham Lincoln, vice president, who was the one took the land from the black folks after they was free. It was the Democrat. He was a Democrat, took the land. Mm-hmm. So we're going to throw that in there too now. But let, I got to hear, I got two things right now from here. So one thing about this here, let's do this here. Let's hear from a word from Malcolm. Oh, I say it, I say it again. You've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let us spread. Run them up. This is what he does. Well, that was actually Denzel, but he said it best. He said it best. Let's, let's, let's get a little word from Joe Brown right fast on this here. I, I, I found the part, just snippet with Judge Joe Brown. I, it's just... It's, it's, it's 21 minutes, y'all. You can look it up. It's called Judge Joe Brown say he would never celebrate um, uh, Juneteenth. Yeah, it, it, this is a good one right here, man. I'm going to just play a little bit. 63 first part of the year. Abraham Lincoln, February, me back the last February. four or five years, to try to cover up the embarrassment. <laughs> you know what the embarrassment is? What? 1963 first part of the year. Abraham Lincoln, February, signed the Emancipation Proclamation. Right. January 1st. January. No, he actually signed it in no, September. No, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He issued the Emancipation Proclamation February, 1863. All right. Next thing, the fir- 13th Amendment freeing the slaves passed out of the House, got sent to the states January 1865. All right. Should be emancipation. Okay. Next thing that happens, uh, January 14th, 1865, General Sherman signs the order as commanding general of his military district, the Black Reparations Act, well, order, which is 40 acres and a mule to all black families. All right. Next thing that happens. Oh, 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 y'all heard that part, right? You hear that part? That's, that's what, like reparation. And then they talk about four eggs in the mule. Let's play, bag it up just a little bit. The Black Reparations Act will order, which is 40 acres and a mule to all black families. Next thing that happens, Lee gets his ass whooped and surrenders at Appomattox Courthouse, April 1865. May 1865, Sherman whips Johnson and gets his surrender. No more Confederate arms. May 1865, he sends a cavalry detachment of 
black soldiers, cavalrymen, down to Texas to tell these damn fools that the war is over there free. They won't believe the black folk. <laughs> <laughs> in May 1865, not June 1865, but a whole year and a month later, June 19th, 1866, a Union frigate has docked in Galveston, Texas, and a Union first lieutenant, not first lieutenant, a lieutenant, uh, uh, Naval rank lieutenant, that's like a lieutenant uh, major in the Army or current lieutenant colonel, asked the stevedores why they are laboring under the lash. And he said, well, we still slaves. He said, fools, you've been free for three years from the Emancipation Proclamation. You've been free two and a half years from the 13th Amendment. You've been free for two years, for a year. And two months from Lee getting his ass whooped, you've been uh, free a year and a month from Johnson getting finally his ass whooped and surrendering. And it's been a year and a month since your fellow black soldiers, some black soldiers told you were free. Now you got to have a white boy tell you you're free? That is so embarrassing. I didn't know that. So it's technically. I will never celebrate Juneteenth. I said, you won't celebrate all the hell you want. They are both down there being slaves. Oh, I'm so happy. Have you ever seen Walt Disney's Uncle Remus? It was. So we're hearing it for himself what he said now. So when based slavery, on a book happened. that a white boy wrote after the Civil War in Atlanta. And the proposition is that Uncle Remus is a very, very disgruntled slave. You know why? Why? He was living such a happy-go-lucky life until these northern invaders, northern invaders, freed his slavish ass. So <laughs> we had to learn those songs in elementary school. They, Disney tries to hide them now. Zippity doo dah, zippity day. My oh my, what a wonderful day! And this guy got this ritzy. They had animated burr rabbit, burr fox, burr bear. And these animated animals, and they had real people playing the other characters. So this happy-go-lucky old slave with a white beard is bouncing around talking about how happy he is as a slave and how upset he I is. I remember that. that. His ass. Oh, up. that's where that song came from. And I think I remember somebody telling me that years ago. Yeah, Uncle Remus with his handkerchief head need to be fed to some hogs' food. <laughs> So we should not be celebrating Juneteenth. Juneteenth, hell no. Like you should not celebrate Kwanzaa because it was started by that traitorous snitch, Uh that informant, Ron Everett, a.k.a. Ron Karinka, in 1966 at Lamert Park so they could better snitch on black folk by bringing them together to talk and have fellowship. So I put in the title... I got to go back and listen to that. Hey, but I listened to a lot of them. He was talking about Karinga, man. That shit. That that way. I, I don't. I never did celebrate Kwanzaa. I remember Brother Eric and I, years ago. We we did something on the Kwanzaa thing, but I don't mess with Kwanzaa anyway. But y'all check that one out, man. Uh, just just go on YouTube and look up Judge Joe Brown. Say he would never celebrate Juneteenth. It's like twenty one minutes. I'm gonna have to go back and play it. I just started like in eight eight minutes into the thing. I'm gonna have to go back and listen. Yeah, to I I don't even think that that. 
Joe Brown's always right. Like some people, they be under so they be jocking people so hard that they never find any faults in the person. I don't but agree with, with Joe but Brown. But okay, you don't listen. Check it out, brother. Check it out. Check it out. Here's the thing. You don't have to listen to what he says. Believe it. Okay, you don't have to believe it. The thing is, I'm going to tell you what I heard a man say before. I think his name was Dr. York. I think that was his name. Yeah, that was his name. He said, don't believe me, check it out. So just because a person said, don't mean you take it for face value. If he said a date, you know what you're supposed to do? We got all these goddamn mm-hmm. Android. We got all these I already phones. know that his dates was you know all I would do? I already know. I would look it up for myself to verify. So I it don't know. matter. But see this, I'm saying. But so you just saying, but I'm just saying what you're saying. Just because Joe Brown said it, you just automatically damn near like dismiss it because you may agree with what's up. You may agree with Juneteenth. And, 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 you know, that's your, that's your, that's Bobby Brown. That's your pariah. I agree with what he said, but I don't agree with his dates. The dates were up. wrong. Well, despite the dates, did the shit happen? That's see, a lot of shit. Yeah, it did, did, but not in the chronological <laughs> order that he said. Proper dates, but did the shit happen? That's you were born on a certain date, but did I mean you were born a certain day? Is it right that you were born on whatever day that you were told? We know you here, so evidently you were born. So whether you was born on the day your mama daddy told you, that's that's beyond the point. You here, you were born. We do know you here because we see you, we hear you, goddammit. So you were born. <laughs> but fuck the date. The white man uh. give you carbon dates all the time. This motherfucker really know? Oh, he guesstimate. All we do, we know, we see the shit. We see this, the uh, the space. Yeah, when Joe Brown was off a, a big, so here's off, the point. I just, uh, you don't want to, you don't want to acknowledge. But what, what? But one point though, one point, one key point that he said. It, it, it was many key points, but they always keep playing you with this. And, and it's the Democratic Party. Notice now, the Democratic Party. Why? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no. See, there you go. Uh oh. See the defensive mechanism kicking Hold in. On. Why you everything? You hear that? You hear that, Avamel? See that? Oh, we don't blame oh. the Democrats for everything. Oh, no, no. You did, did but no, uh-uh. Check it out, because it's true. Now you remember what he gave a date? What did he, he mentioned something about a reparation, reparation thing that put uh, uh, reparation. He said reparation. And if you go and look up the forty acres, and he said the forty acres in the mirror, you go and look that up. This the history. That's why they are never United States will never give you the fucking forty acres in the mule. They can keep playing with y'all. Remember they had a discussion. They had a discussion last time. They kept thinking y'all that they was gonna give y'all. Oh, they finna give us forty acres in the mule. It was a, just a damn discussion, and it was a flea flicker at that. It was oh, all you've been had. You've been bamboozled. It was one of those moments again. Because they was, gave the ancestors their forty acres in the mule. They gave them rep. Because here's again. They, it was the reparation was supposed to be given it to the answers when they came up out of slavery. It was like chattel slavery. Remember, out of, not chattel slavery, indigenous servitude. Once you came up out of indigenous servitude, they were supposed to give you a mule and a house and such and such. And they supposed to give you that once you served your seven years. 50 so acres and 50 acres. supposed to got it out of indigenous service. So when they were so-called emancipated, 
those people who was coming up out of it, they designated so many acres of land they took from the Confederates. They gave, they took the, they had so many thousands of acres of land that the Confederates support, so-called had abandoned. So Lincoln them designated that land to them, and they supposed to be giving them also government mules. They might have been broke down as mules and all that stuff, so they can go ahead and till the land. Some of them they were paying to work the land. Some of them they gave the land and uh, things of this nature. But here's again, when Lincoln got assassinated. His punk ass Democratic vice president. Look it up, y'all. This history. When this the first time they said it's ever happened in history, a Democratic and a Republican uh, ran together on a ticket, and they said his Democratic vice president didn't didn't really agree with none of this shit Lincoln be, was was with. So when Lincoln got assassinated, what happened? His Democratic vice president did what? Went back and took the land from those brothers and sisters i have a book a history book it's called let me tell you how and it's in there stay right there stay right there okay but who was it though don't tell the truth now what is a democrat who took the land from the people so abraham lincoln was a republican and his vice president was a democrat very similar to john f kennedy and lyndon baines johnson one was the Southern Dixiecrat dude who really was racist, and John Kennedy was more progressive, you know, like that, right? So here's the same thing. Lincoln, more progressive. This other dude, this Southern Dixiecrat racist bastard dude, right, who don't like black people. And so being as though Abraham Lincoln was black, he 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 what? he traded on him <laughs> and had him set up and had him killed. And had him killed so he could become the president and then do what you said he did. Oh, Lord. And everybody didn't know Abraham Lincoln was black. He switched out Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. And so everybody. Lincoln had a black hat, but he wasn't black. He was, <laughs> he was always black. He was a black <laughs> man. Lincoln had. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. You see the money, right? He was a great president because he emancipated his people. All right. So he. He the only one that is on a brown piece of coin, a brown penny. And he is so great that he not only on the brown penny, he's also on the $5 bill. But that's not his real image. His real image is a black Abraham Lincoln man with woolly hair who who really was a black man. Mm. Y'all stay. God damn! See what I'm gonna send you. Um, I'm gonna send you the. Um, I'm gonna send you the facts. I'm gonna send you the facts later on tonight, son. Right? I seen that bull crap, man. I don't want to see. No, it, we ain't bull crap. It's actual facts. He yeah. got the books. He got all the books. He got all the everything where you need to get the information from. Where he found information, he proved that Abraham Lincoln was black, and everything. Proved. Okay, okay, okay. Let's yeah. play the game. Okay. Let's play the game. Lincoln was black. Don't you know Lincoln did not fully agree with uh, 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 this, this dismantling? That was the 52 uh, fake out. But go ahead. Slaves. That's what you do. What you uh, about to explain uh, is the 52 you fake out. But you said he was black. But okay, he was. Remember now, he had to play he the game. He said if he he, he had wanted, to play the game. He wanted to let some part of slavery stay intact. And no, he did not really, not really. But he had to play the game. He didn't really want that. He had to, he had to make the rest of them think he was still white and white-minded. But he really was about that because he was an indentured servant once in his life. But y'all so see he definitely the game. frowned on, on slavery. 
But y'all see how when as soon as you start talking about the Democrats took slavery, they took they they took the, the the land away from the people. Y'all see how you see how they gonna come up with all this other history to take it away from the Democrats and start putting it on the black. See how they they they, they change it up because at least they got to get it off the Democrats. Taking y'all, why y'all ain't getting shit, and why y'all getting flea flickered and talking about Juneteenth because the same people who didn't want you to be free and who took your land from you that you got the land, you got your reparation, and they're going to play the game. That's why they can keep continuing to play with you right today because y'all won't look at the facts and see these same people, the devils that's playing with you today are the same ones yeah. who want you as free. So as long as we play your, as the Holy Quran said, we play your like Iblis, it's say Iblis play as your serious advisor, and that's what they doing. We with you. We cool with y'all. We gonna give you a holiday. <laughs> All the time they, man, setting your ass up for to kill some. Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. Now, you got, you got, got that Philly clip. We, you got that Philly clip. Can, can we get back yeah. to the holiday thing? Yes, sir, let that man Can you play the Philly clip? Yeah, because based on that clip right there, and. All my life, I've never celebrated any holiday. You know, for the simple fact that I, I don't believe a holiday will bring back my dead ancestors in no kind of way. Well, that ain't what it's about, Alpha Male. You just anti everything. No, no. I'm, I do have a goal. I have a goal. And you can feed me all the bull you want, but I still want what I want, you know. So you can make up your holidays and all that, you know. That, that's all cool. Well, I'm not spending my money with y'all, you know. All right, so when I make up the alpha male day, then I don't want you to buy nothing and don't even say nothing. Nothing. Matter of fact, matter of fact I'm going to take you out because you don't have my permission. <laughs> and if you make up the alpha Yo, male day. Forget about that. I'm alpha male, male too. If you make up an alpha male day, he ain't got to pay for nothing because, hell, that's his day. You're supposed to treat him. Well, no, nah, no. Nah, I'm going to let the world know that's some bullshit. <laughs> no, because I'm going to make the day up, and then I don't want to hear your face. I, I don't get it. I don't get what you're saying. I don't get what you're saying. Don't, don't, don't celebrate me. Don't celebrate me until... This country does right by our people. I'm nobody. No, you you anti everything. You don't celebrate nothing. So when I make Alpha Male Day, please don't celebrate it. Mm. And brother Justin, yeah, and brother Justin, uh, right fan. I got the clip loaded too, and I'm gonna play that. But but the date, but uh, what uh, Judge O'Brien was talking about these. What you saying the date? I got to like I said this book, and I can take a picture and a screenshot and send it y'all the book. It's called African American History. And uh, it's a actually workbook, uh, interactive online edition book. You, you know, you got in, on, uh, online too, but it's actually a book, and it has all those dates exactly. What I got a book right here in this too. I got a and book right here, history. and it's a workbook. Sorry, I got this. I got this book right yeah, here. I right. had to correct it myself because it had the wrong date for Juneteenth. It had six eighteen sixty two. And so that was the wrong date. This is in a book. This is the official Black mm-hmm. History uh, thing. Mm-hmm. But they had the wrong date. You see what I'm saying? So everybody can make an error. But he gave, you, well, he, gave you several, he gave you several dates when you listened to what he was saying. Just go and look it up again. But, uh, what's the name of the book? What's that? Oh, my Black History. 
it's a, it's yeah. a uh, let me see what I'm gonna call it. So Black History. Oh, it's just like a 365 days of Black History. That's what it's called. Oh, it says mm-hmm. 366 days of Black History. Yeah. And who who is it published and written by? Well, let me get my glasses. I'll tell you. It's like a calendar history book kind of tells you everything that happened on a certain date in history is published by Pomo Grayton Communications Incorporated and the uh, doesn't have an author because it's not a book like that but it's a black history Something I use for Black History moments and stuff that I want to find some history that happened a certain day. You can find it in this book. Can you um, screenshot the publisher information that's in at the Sun Ray? Well, why do I do all that? Because I want to know about the book. Oh, well, it's old, but yeah, I'll probably get do it though. Oh, <laughs> you're a little defensive there, fella. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you want to find out all I got, all what kind of books I got. Like, well, that's Sun, a little... Sunray Vo- Sun volunteered the book he has. I was just trying to get the book you have. I'm, I'm sorry okay. about that. It's a private, it's a private oh. reserve. I didn't know. I didn't know. No, it ain't that big a deal. But I'm gonna see if I can find a little bit more out about it. I'm... And he might he might be doing like you. You didn't want to you didn't want to believe Judge Joe Brown, so he's trying to verify. He want to get them and look it up. Like you didn't want to. Well, hey, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't say nothing. He needs to verify for him, did I? You know, I'm just messing with. I can play y'all two clips. I mean, the last clip right fast for y'all. Right here you go. Night at 11, gun violence once again erupting this weekend in Philadelphia. More than a dozen people, including several children, have been injured during the weekend bloodshed. Tonight, police are investigating a third triple shooting this weekend alone. Action News reporter Trish Harpin joins us live from police headquarters with details. Trish. Well, Walter, it was one shooting after another this weekend, and this evening it was yet another triple shooting involving a juvenile. Police say a 14-year-old boy is among the injured victims tonight in North Philadelphia. Just heard a boom, 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 and then when I came out the house, I seen a car speeding straight down to, uh, t- towards Lehigh. Police say three people were shot tonight in the 2600 block of West Seltzer Street in North Philadelphia. Around 7 p.m., a 35-year-old man was shot twice in the chest and an 18-year-old was shot twice in the back. Later, police say a 14-year-old boy showed up at the hospital of the University of Pennsylvania with two gunshot wounds. All three victims are listed in critical conditions. More than 20 bullet casings were left to the scene, and this black Audi was left with a shot-out back window. Yeah, it gets worse every summer. If you somebody fighting, somebody gets stabbed, somebody gets shot, anything. I mean, it just happens every year. Frustration over all the violence in the city this weekend. Multiple shootings happened early Sunday morning. And on Saturday, three people were shot when someone opened fire into a crowd at a graduation party in West Philadelphia. Not far from that scene, two men were killed and a three-year-old was wounded in a shooting at 55th and Lansdowne. This is not normal. And I refuse to accept that this is the norm for the next generation of young people. At least 18 people were shot in the city this weekend, and police say three of them were killed. Mayor Jim Kenney called the violence 
senseless in a tweet this morning. Anyone with information on any of these crimes is asked to contact Philadelphia police. Reporting live at police headquarters, Trish Hartman, Channel 6, Action News. Walter. Deeply disturbing news. Thank you, Trish. Hey. Oh, and wow. I said more, more and more our young, young, man, innocent young babies are getting in this crossfire, too, just sitting in the car with their parents wow. or whoever. Damn, y'all. There's so many stories. I can't even remember them all. They all doubled in my head. There's so many of them that the young kid was there and the father got shot. And, you know, all these stories is just getting just messed up in my head. I can't even keep them together no more. Yeah, and, and the thing I just want to say, I know we got like we, we got ten minutes. Um, so who do we blame? Do we still blame the so-called AKA white man? Is he? I, I mean, well, I guess we're gonna bring him because he's he, it's his fault. See, he got our mind the one, and see, if it wasn't for him, see, he the one brought us over here. He never brought us over here on slavery and so on. So I know we can go down that whole road. But still, again, again, when the hell are we going to start looking at it and taking responsibility for your own action again? You can say, well, he, who's the cause, who's the – but you had to – some point, you're just like, hey, man, look, bam all that shit, bro. We doing this to ourselves. Fuck all that. I ain't – look, it ain't no goddamn white. It was, it was you, another black dude that killed each other. And then you're talking about prison. I heard – I was listening to one of the elders was uh, – one of the elders, the brothers, uh, Israelite class, I was listening to, and, and he was mentioning about even talking about Juneteenth. I ain't trying to go back into that though. But he was saying that how you want to celebrate that, but still, again, you got millions of black people who were in the prisons. You have that thing that's going, uh, legalized slavery that's going, and it's not like a lot of these guys that's in there that's innocent. Now everybody ain't in them are innocent. It's, we truly can see what with all these goddamn shootings that's going on. A lot of these people, they are doing these crimes. So who do we blame for these shootings that's going on? Do we blame an outside source? Is it the white man? Is it the Jew man? Who is it the goddamn Arab that's making our people do? Who's responsible for these all these killings that's going on? I you know, say who, that it's the ones who control the multitude's minds the most. So if it's 24 hours in a day, I'm going to sleep eight of them. Like you say, Sun Ray, early in the morning, your coworkers coming to work blasting that old killer music. So they starting their day out with that vibe. And so that's entering into their spirit early in the morning where they can have peace and start their day out in a different way. They started out smoking and playing loud music, getting pumped up so they can go throw trash in the, in the can. So, ultimately, it's what's in your mind. In that music, it contains a whole lot of self-hatred and a whole lot of hate towards black people when you see them to the point where you won't speak to one when you walk past one because somehow you don't acknowledge that person as a full human being or as a person to be respected respected and honor as a person as you walk past them and acknowledge them as a human being. Meanwhile, a lot of black people, when they see a white person, instead of what they do when they see a black person, they try to acknowledge the white person by saying something friendly 
or kind when they can do the same thing to people of their own kind. But they don't go that route because the fuel that's in their mind has been poisoned. As they they picking up from the airwaves and the non having any boundaries of respect in the music for themselves and the children and the women and the mothers and fathers in the world. No respect. So this continues to pollute people's thinking into looking at other black people in an adversarial way, in a way of such disdain when you see that black person that you somehow, if you would just said, hey, what's up? What's going on? How you feel? That would have broke the monotony right there. You're like, whoa, this brother, he just said something kind of peaceful. He said, what's up? How you feel? Like, that, ain't, that wasn't harmful at all. But we seem to seem like it's a penalty of a crime to acknowledge another black man or woman when you see them. Even women do this thing to ourselves, black men. We the most disrespected people on the planet, the black man. You might say the black woman, but it's really the black man. Our black women will turn up their face towards us if we try to acknowledge them and say, hey, how you doing, queen? How you doing, sister? Won't even speak back, won't even say anything, won't acknowledge that you even said anything or that you exist. But let that same white dude come past and say something friendly and kind to us. Oh, hey, she's going to try to say something back now. Because she has the same hate that we have towards the black man, she has the same hate towards the black man too. Everybody hates the black man. So until we can have some love for ourselves and each other and show that and represent that and change up the dynamics of what the enemy has done in our society by allowing us to lose our roots and our culture, our connection to our ancestors and our humanity as people of the creator. We don't have no honor of who we are. But but I'm gonna say this again. See, and that's why I'm gonna say this again. I understand, and I'm not trying to be no shuck and drive, and I ain't trying to coon. <laughs> Some people might dare me don't say, do it. You don't sound do like it. a conservative. No, I'm just don't do it. This. Don't do it. No, fuck that. It, you know me. I ain't finna sugarcoat it. Again, when we're gonna take responsibility for the art? Yes, I know. We know what the so-called white man have done, but then again. Again, like we said, Elijah Muhammad, I keep on reiterating this shit all time and time again. Elijah Muhammad told you about the white devil, but then what about that goddamn black devil that do have done shit and doing shit to you all the time? You can't let that motherfucker off the hook. Excuse my phrase, y'all. You keep letting that sucker off the hook. Again, when will we start just looking at our own selves and saying, hey, man, we're doing this. Ain't nobody making, ain't no outside source doing this to me. This is us doing this, man. Like I said, again, we look out through history, man. Black folks have been doing stuff to each other, man, for a long, mighty long time. It was black folks doing stuff to each other before the white man even came up on the scene. We were doing stuff to each other. So we got to stop that game, not letting them off the hook for what he have done, the crime that he have committed. But again, listen, man, 
We got to start taking action. What we're doing, brother, man, come on, bro. We got to stop the point of fucking fit. The white man ain't there holding the, when that brother, when another brother standing there shooting, shooting at that brother, just because they, if you put the guns and, and the drugs in the community, don't mean you have to utilize it. The just devil. because put it there don't mean you have to use it. It's just like I told y'all a couple couple of weeks ago when the brother got mad and started calling me and my coworker bees and all this stuff because we didn't want to uh, 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 dump his garbage can. You know what I did? Now, even though I probably older and I've been through a lot of stuff and matured, because back in the days, I probably would have been clicked out and acted damn fool. But you know what I did? I laughed at him. I laughed at him. See, he thought he was doing some king and big. But I'm the one who did some king and big. I laughed at his ignorance. I didn't fall for the bullshit that he right. wanted me to. Right. I, I won right. that situation because he looked like a damn Word. fool. Number one, he's calling me a B and an H because I don't, I'm the damn B, right? I'm the bitch. Right, because I don't want to empty his garbage can that he don't want to pay for. Uh, even if he had to just change like a real man, hey brother, hey man, y'all think y'all get my cake? All that old tough boy shit. See, I won because I didn't, I didn't fall act a fool, and Word. and I just passed. And even though I could have been man, he could have like man, I didn't even want to laugh at me. I'm gonna blast this fool for laughing. He think he think I'm playing. Could have got kids with part. Kids. I would have been I, good. Can I good. can I jump in? Uh, Oh, yeah. no. And I hope I say this correctly. I ain't slept in two days, so I'm a little slow. But uh, now, like we say, it's the movies and the music. But I can remember even growing up, these same people were doing the same thing. You know, my my main adversaries look just like me. Now, we had to fight our way when they started uh doing the uh, school segregation or uh, desegregation and all that, we had to fight the white boys just to get, get to the schoolhouse. But Is that what the most part? Kung fu fighting? But for the most part, my enemies and the predators and the slicksters and the, the people I had to deal with on a daily basis and fight for my life, they look just like me. So, if back then all we had was Marvin Gaye was going on, we had Earth, Wind and Fire, we had Bill Withers, we had all this love music, Barry White, uh, you know what I'm saying? But the people are still yes. acting the same. So explain that to me. All right, so let me explain that part. All right, so the enemy, somebody knows this, is wickedly wise. And so the devil want to come at the righteous people and corrupt them. And the way to do that is, is to show them the corruption and lead them to it. So that's just what they do. They so what you saying? show you the corruption on the TV. Some people are going to do it. Most are not, but they put it out there. Now you're going to get those that get caught up with that, in their mind, in their head, think they could do these things that they just saw, and they go and try to do it. There's you all kinds of copycat. No, no. You what I'm saying point, now though. is things have been things have been perpetuated to an astronomical speed right now, to where you're so well, caught up and so bombarded with all of the violence and the negativity. It's it's so much more than it was when you was um, a teen or a young a young man. That's where you're missing my point, because it wasn't. 
There was still gangs. There was still violence. There was still drugs. There was still prostitution. And all we had was a black and white TV with, if you were lucky, with three channels. But they didn't have the artillery that they're using now in the streets. You might have did different things, but now there's so many people with the high power artillery that it's wiping out so many people at one time that it didn't happen on that level back then. Alpha male. But it, it, I see you. You missing my point. I'm trying to tell you. I grew up in the city, in the ghetto. It was rough, and this is all before all these modern conveniences. And they were acting the same. So um, what I'm trying to get at is if if the music and the TV is such a major influence, why were they doing it then? I mean, because the plan was to to fill the streets up with the guns and to give them the crime and the activity that would lead them into car incarceration or either being killed. So prior to the heroin entering into your city, prior to the liquor stores entering into your city, and prior to them dumping the guns into your city on the streets, there wasn't any of that kind of crime happening amongst black people. The most crimes was happening in the 1940s was black people were standing on the corner singing and harmonizing with, uh, amongst each other, and they were being uh, accosted by their local police and told to break it up and get off the corner because you're loitering, and you're going to get a ticket if I catch you again, if I go and you out here singing again on the corner. So the best that they can do was to bust them for singing. There was no other things that black people were really doing in 1942, no, not no real crazy crimes. So they had to criminalize us. They had to actually muddy us up and um, actually pollute us and to uh, give us the direction to go to where they can charge us with crimes and, and incarcerate us, make us slaves again by their wicked laws and wicked plans that they use uh, in covert ways with their government and all the activities they plan and plot on black people, what they've been doing over the past so, hundred years. So by that explanation, there should have never been uh, Tulsa. There should have never been a Rosewood. There should have never been any. Uh, there shouldn't have been um, when Harlem was swinging. I mean, like, she t- I, I can't it's, – it's hard for me to understand how something can influence you to do something that you don't want to do. Even you if you want to do, do it, it and regret it later, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? All right, let's you just say before the movie. Let's say before the movies, uh, Alpha Male, before anybody All saw right. the movies, right? right? All right. Here's the idea. Um, We need some money. I need some money, and – I need a quick way to get some money. I'm going to rob this store or this bank. And it usually was a bank because that's where all the money was that you needed at the time. And it was a lot of people who got that idea because they heard of people getting away with it. And they knew people. They met people. They talked about it. And they shared it. And they said, you know what? I might try that. And so before even it was a movie, it was information being shared by somebody who did it and tried it, and it worked. And they said, you can do it, too, if you put your mind to it and you don't get caught, you'll be all right. So risk like that, a heavy risk for a great outcome and get away with it and be able to, you know, live higher up on the hog, like they would say. 
So before movies, okay. there was impressions in other ways that people got ideas to do a crime. And they heard somebody on a horse rolled up next to a train, jumped up on the train and robbed the train and jumped off the train in, in another place and, and was in another town and found a horse and rode off on another horse. And okay. Like, what? Yeah. So okay. So I'm, that, go ahead. That 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 appealed to him, but right there huh? in the hood, I said that appealed to him. Something inside them wanted to be that in the first place because also in the ghetto we had some some people that would go out and throw some seeds in the ground, grow some tomatoes. You know what I'm saying? Grow grow some uh, collard greens and some watermelons. So if you were hungry, they would give you food to eat until you got yourself together. So. I, I, I mean, I'm, I just don't. I don't see the blanket excuse. I just think individuals do what they want to do, and they're only sorry when they get caught. Facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because I mean, I, I mean, in the environment I grew up in. I mean, I probably I ain't talked about this in. 55 years, but, you know, I've seen dead bodies. You know what I'm saying? I've I seen, I seen some stuff. But it turned me off. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was nothing in me that said, yeah, I want to be like that. Like, no. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I just don't get it, I, you know. And I'm sure there are some circumstances because abuse breeds Mental illness. Yes, so, all these babies out here getting raped and, and molested and all that—the outcome is not going to be good. Uh, but in general, it, it has to be a, a cause to this. Like, you know, like uh, so, something traumatic has to happen for you to turn on your own people. And nine times out of ten, it's because your own people did something to you. And it and this ain't just in the black community. It's in every shade of people on this planet. Asians kill where Asians live. Whites kill where whites live. Blacks kill where blacks live. Because there's a lot of abuse that goes untalked about, and unseen. So well, I, you know, <laughs> I, I've, I've lived in a black mixed neighborhood where I was one time or a few times actually. Several times, living in a mixed neighborhood, and every time something happened, like somebody tried to steal or did break in my apartment or broke in my vehicle, come to find out, every time it was a white person who did it, it wasn't a black person. So y'all sometimes might always think it's the black person, but a lot of times the white people be doing it and getting away with it because they're under the cover of being white. And they're not even under the deck. <laughs> They've been here in Philly. They are the most people doing all of the graffiti all over the city. And black people don't do this. So you you'll see and catch a white person doing graffiti, and black people don't even do that. But, but they want to do this. You was in a mixed huh? race community, though. Yeah, That's but the black thing. people wasn't the race ones community. being the thieves and stuff. It was the white people. Yeah, because damn near, when, when they're amongst them white, they damn near scared to goddamn death, because they damn near know they're going to get that something might happen. Like I said, but when you were amongst your own, 
in the majority black community, I know the people say that's here, that's so you're gonna do it too. And what Alpha Mel said, I know we 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 already gone on blog talk, and I'm gonna hear we get out of here too. Um, All right. Like Alpha Mel basically saying that's like you like somebody somebody else might do something to you, and just what we saying like uh, like here in Memphis, they were talking about the brothers with the same different neighborhoods. The stuff is constantly going on, people getting shot back and forth because it's retaliation. Nobody had to say, hey, man, we got to stop this, bro. This senseless killing. Because, okay, I might be going over there to shoot Ray Ray, but damn, I end up shooting this little innocent child. Hey, bro, we need to stop this, man. It's like, mm-hmm. but no, I get them, man, because they did something to me. It's like, and that's what it is. Like, somebody else started to hurt. And it is everybody gotta keep on hurt. Everybody, we're gonna keep this do, hurt. Do you do yourself some um do do some homework. Listen to about five rap songs that they play on the radio or during the evening at night oh, on the radio. Yeah. And and check out what? the lyrics and see what's going on that? in the music because you will understand the reasoning behind some of these murders because they get an idea from what's being suggested in the rap song. That's I'm telling you. You're, you already told me it's dangerous. Yeah. Alpha Mayor to go out here and start drive bys. Oh no, you know, no. Five songs to make him his mind go bad. <laughs> he start doing drive bys and feeling something. No, that ain't what I meant, man. That ain't you know I, I mean what just, I meant. You just messing with you because we listen. It's only gonna happen. Not but look, that's a that's a portion. Like we said, though, it's not to what you're saying. That's a portion, but. What, what do you say about the child? He might be listening to goddamn jazz, but he probably got a no. mindset ne- too. Negative, negative. It's not all. It's no. not, I'm just saying. I'm just not saying. It's not just the music alone. You probably hey, got no something. jazz made no. nobody go kill nobody. No you jazz, know. Bruh, Uh, you got some. You had some real crazy ass serial killers. Probably out here and did some real crazy shit, and they probably listened to some damn instrumental jazz music. Man, you don't know. It, people tick in different ways. All right. Come on, bro. Don't be a foul it, ball it, again. different. Okay. What, okay. The, 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 the white people that go out and do all these mass shootings, what type of music they listen to? Opera. Classical. Man, they be listening to old hard rock and roll stuff, man. Make you want to kill somebody, man. You sure? Pretty sure. Some old hard, some old Satan worshiping, old make you feel like you're just going to take it out. You're going to go out in the bang. That kind of old rock and roll, hard, all that guitars and all that old offbeat stuff. That's all that wicked still spirit, wicked stuff. That's but all this spe- real devil music, real but Satan not, music. But pay attention, brother. See, you, you putting everything in the box. You're not saying, we're not negating what you're saying about the music is not an influence. That's just, those are one factors. We can put that in the category. But that's not, that, that's the, not the main problem, the source of the problem. There's many sources of the problems. That's why I always use analogy. We, we've been, different poisonous venomous snakes. And we got to find the right anti-venom because it may be the music this particular person that influenced him. It might be this thing, that thing, the drugs on one end. Somebody just might just be crazy as hell, point blank, period. They don't do no drugs. They don't listen to no music. They just crazy as hell. It's just many things that make people st- That's why, you know, how psychologists are like, we got to study their mind. They got to study their mind and make them tick. Like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, we wonder what make him tick. It's the music. 
the damn music. Why are everybody on the way to the white people? I'm telling you myself from a black point of view that it's the damn music, y'all. And so Period. we're okay. We'll take your thing and we'll be looking at the music, but we'll we listen to go and catch everybody with the music, but we missing all these other people that's doing shit because we ain't paying no attention to what they're doing outside of the music that's making them tick. So I'm saying you thinking on a one track mind, you just always just gonna blame one thing. It's just like the you said, man. Why everybody always blaming us, man? But you, we ain't doing. We ain't the only See one Dolores doing. See Dolores Tucker try to warn y'all. You still don't get it. See Dolores Tucker try to tell you 1991 or whatever it was 1996. She was trying to tell you Tupac that had. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.